Okay. I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast. And we are live on Rumble and Odyssey. And I'm joined by uh, Lisa Blanger and Chris Graves, TMP contributors. And we're also joined by a special guest, Critical Thought. And, of course, we are joined by my good friend, John Henry. John Henry, would you like to say hello to the people this week? Well, as you know, I usually open up with welcome back to the end of the world, and that's no more apparent than this week, because it just so happens that all of the evil villains that want to destroy the world are meeting at the gates of hell, otherwise known as Davos, Switzerland. Yes, the home of CERN and all of the other amazing things that are going to take us into oblivion. Um, the irony is, this is that week where they go and publicly state all the ways that they are going to absolutely ruin your life, and everybody just consumes it. Couple other exciting things that we have to talk about today. The Republican House is doing a hell of a lot of hooting and hollering, but I think everybody just realized the importance of us winning over the Senate too, because we just plain can't get shit done. And if anything does happen to make it through the Senate, we got old slow Joe veto power. Not good. The Intel community says, Yeah, you know, when we had said that the Hunter Biden laptop was uh Russian disinformation, turns out we actually knew that was a hundred percent authentic. Uh, speaking of the Biden family, we have more classified documents in more locations uh, with old slow Joe. Now, uh, Ray with the FBI says, you know what? You guys just go ahead and handle that. We find no need for oversight. Double standard? I would say so. Bill Barr. Oh, man, old lumpy Bill. Just so happens that he also lied about the uh, investigation in the uh, election of 2020. Not good. Uh, next, they're coming for your guns. Yep, sure are. And last but not least, everybody's favorite totalitarian lady tyrant Yacinda Ardern is stepping down as a prime minister of New Zealand uh, immediately. Now, if you're curious, well, who exactly is that? Let me remind you. She's the woman that looks like Gollum mouthfuck Mr. Ed, and they use Klaus Schwab's asshole as a surrogate mother. That and much, much more. Here we go. Thank you, John Henry. <laughs> so... I'm still recovering from that last one. That one? <laughs> still recovering from that last one. I'm <laughs> trying not to corpse here too much on, on the show. All right. So uh, getting into the mood for this monologue after that. Woo. All right. Brace yourselves. We're about to flip it in reverse here. Um, so this past week, one of the wrestlers I've watched for years on television, known as Jay Briscoe, the real name Jamin Pugh, lost his life while traveling home with his two daughters and another individual when his car struck another. And he died. His young daughters, one who is fighting to be able to walk through surgeries on her spine, were with their father coming back from a cheerleading competition and getting cookies. One last happy moment before the torment of loss and pain came down on them in an instant. I bring this up because we can sometimes lose focus of why we do things here on earth. Our purpose. In all the extroversion of Discussing politics, we can lose sight of the humility of those involved. Granted, some that we discuss have no such humility. But those folks, we should try to use as an example for others. One thing that helps me keep one foot in reality is trying to see myself in the positions of those who were victimized by tragedy. Imagine being in the car with my loved ones and the terror of seeing an oncoming vehicle veering straight into me. The impact of the crash, the sounds, the screams. It's why I can't watch a lot of movies or shows with lifelike victimization in them. I don't want to feel that. 
But in news stories like this, I can't help but put myself in the shoes of a man who lost his chance to be with his family. I would like all of you to take a moment and think about how to make situations like that right. What can we do? I imagine this audience being the wonderful people that you are, that you too feel for your fellow man the way that I do. That your prayers, donations, even face-to-face interactions with the victims of this tragedy, or any other, can be relied on when moments in people's lives like this occur. For that, I am proud to be able to speak with all of you this week, and every week. Tragedy is inevitable in this world. People get into accidents. People get sick and don't recover. But when a tragedy occurs because of the actions of a few people, then we try to apply some sort of justice to make right to those who survive with the trauma created by that tragedy. But any more to me, justice is an abstract that can only be described as a state of emotional satisfaction. In the case of Jay Briscoe, there's no one to pursue. As far as the story goes now, no villains to pin our anger on. But in many other tragedies, such as the loss of life that occurred because of the actions of our government, those emotions and confusion that come with those losses can result in more injustices if we don't have the proper aim. In this kind of state, we become vulnerable and susceptible to influence and suggestion. Grief and logic don't really get along well. So why do I bring this up? Because I watch people react emotionally in media all day, making unfounded claims and accusations, spewing rhetoric that is regurgitated think tank garbage, and toying with the idea of violence. Well, I feel the same way for Mickey Wittenhoft the mother of Ashley Babbitt, that I do for Jay Briscoe's wife. I'm shaken by the loss because I can feel what those two women are going through because I can imagine myself being there and getting the call that my loved one has tragically passed. The only small difference is that in the case of Ashley Babbitt, there is still justice to pursue and nothing will fill that emotional void until it is delivered. That justice cannot be put into a box and delivered the same way that it can't be delivered through violence or bloodshed. For justice to truly prevail in this world, it must grow outside of the situations in which that victimization occurs and becomes an example for all of us to satisfy all of our emotional needs that it won't happen again. Tragedy will come, but if it's brought on by the hands and minds of men, people like us are the ones who bring justice by ensuring that the world knows and feels our emotional response to it in not a violent way, but one that uses that force to educate and have others feel the same way as we do. It's that recognition that takes advantage of our humanity and the connection we all share on this earth. And that's this week's monologue.
So, John Henry, um, I wanted to start off this show with a, a little J6 update. Turns out Kevin McCarthy <laughs> is going to release all this footage finally. Interesting, huh? And I mean, there's already been some bits and pieces that came out. Boy, it's... Uh, there's just so, been waves and waves of video on Twitter and everything we've yeah, seen. so that's recently. what's been intriguing me is how's that shit just popping up now um, before the official release? Or are they just not stifling or throttling it when people already had access to it and just couldn't get it out? Well, you mean um, like throttled like our Twitter pages? <laughs> or 100%, yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And most conservative uh, voices right now. It's nice that all the whitelisted accounts get to show these videos and not have them suppressed. It's good to see all the uh, conservative ink and alt media ink uh, type of folks out there get to share all that stuff and get a bunch of views and clicks on it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, we know with this coming out, uh, it's going to, uh, I hate to use the word criminate because everybody that's a listener, everybody that's in our community, we already know who the criminals are in this instance. And, you know, we know that the role that Nancy Pelosi played, um, especially with rejecting the additional security there, um, and they staged it. They wanted it, and and more importantly, they needed it uh, so that they could now have that deadly insurrection to lean on. So here's my question. So as this footage comes out, um, which I can't wait to talk to Gary about this. Yeah. Uh, Gary's doing great out there. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, I know Gary's in D.C. right now, mm -hmm. uh, which is incredible. So, uh, you know, he's doing, he's doing the Lord's work. There's no question of that. But now that the exposure is going to happen, well, what's the result going to be? And I want to ask that question to Lisa. Lisa, your first angry response of the day. Yes. No. <laughs> Go, really? Lisa. Go. Really? Get yes. us. Okay. Let's, let's start hot, Lisa. Get We're not going to ease our way into this one. Boom. Okay. <laughs> well, let me just say this. I mean, after, what, two years of this bullshit? Okay. So uh, what was that question you, you asked, uh, John Henry? Wait, what? What's, what's Sorry, I was, I was taking a slug of beef juice. The question it, is, so we all know what really happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Now all this footage is going to come out. All that's going to do is just substantiate exactly what we knew or said already. So what do you think the result? Is well, anything going to come out the of result, it? The result? What, what, what result? The only place that these videos, which have been, this isn't new stuff, by the way. This has been going on for two years that these uh, videos have been out there. And, uh, so does it change anything? Does it change anything? It won't change anything until it's brought before the flipping judges, right? So here's here's where I get so pissed off is no one's holding these flipping supposed defense counsel accountable. Okay, they're getting fat. You gotta commit, Lisa. You gotta say the f word or flipping. <laughs> I'm waiting for well, it. It's Graves. only it's coming. It's, it's only ten thirty. I, I don't wanna, you know. But it's five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm trying to be family friendly for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Just in case, just in case we make it on the. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why he says. <laughs> why? But just to, well, because I want to make it on the David Knight show. Okay. All right. Those shows cool. don't use the f bomb. Okay. Oh, heroes. Well, we better get I back to those shows. 
Yeah, we better erase half of our catalog if that's your hope there, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, no we got news for you. Yeah, that's a lot of editing to do. <laughs> isn't that David? Isn't David Knight the guy who just stays at the top of the Rumble streams, just twenty four seven, like streaming and bogarting that space, or what? No, isn't that, that guy? Uh, no, bogarting. No, he's, his his channel on Rumble is actually kind of small for the rest of his platforms. Like, um, I must have him confused with somebody else because there's there's some dude who. Uh, like, well, and I, it might be something I subscribe to. So maybe that's how technologically illiterate I am to not understand that because I'm subscribing to somebody who streams more than other Why people. Why do I keep maybe seeing the same, same person? My feed, but I'm still figuring out the rumble algorithm myself here because it seems like our live streams do really well and everything else yet. we post is just buried. Yeah. This fucking really guy will get off my screen. Yeah. Get off my yeah. screen. Well, if only I could be. Constantly on the screen of these flipping J six attorneys. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lisa, do no me a favor. Holding them accountable. Lisa, do me a favor. Move the mic part of your headset a little bit closer to your mouth. A little bit closer to. Really? The yeah, yeah. It comes in so oh, much clearer there. First. Yeah. That's a first. Lisa, just yeah. so you know, you and I were thinking the same thing at that moment. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the best idea? I I changed I changed up our sound setup a little bit the other night with John Henry, and um, we want to make sure that we're having you come in loud and clear too. I'm not boosting things as much. As if that were ever a problem. Yeah, John Henry's voice sounded like the other night, like it was coming through like a 1989 boombox of it some was. sort. It was Did like tell you that? yeah, I got a microphone plugged in. Yep, <laughs> but you sound great now, man. Uh, you updated your your audio setup a little bit, so. We're going to have to get yeah, uh, other contributors get on that boom. train. Yeah, we're going to have to get you guys on that train soon, too. Update everybody. Yeah, we're going to get the big boom. The big boom the train. All right, all right. But uh, to move on with uh, the J6 update for this week, though, um, I wanted to uh, point this out. Now, this is from our friend uh, Victoria White Newsom. Um, I'm going to expand this and add the volume. Yeah, no relation to Gavin. Thank goodness you pointed that out. Yeah, we don't want anybody to have any... Uh, or Pelosi, for that matter. Yeah. I'm just going to pay. This is only four seconds of video, but I just I wanted to play it just so it you know, it can be seen. Uh, I just found this this morning. Uh, Victoria had sent it to me. So, And this is, um, by the way, this is footage that was released to her just recently. This is body cam footage that was kept from her this entire time. So I want you all to view. <laughs> I let it play through a couple times, just so you all can see what that scene was like. That's all. All right, now moving on um, for the rest of the J6 update. Uh, this article here I have from the Gateway Pundit. This is uh, about Mickey Whit Whithoff, who I brought up in my monologue this week. Uh, we've been talking about her recently. Um, I do know our good friend Gary McBride has had some contact with her, and Mickey has spoken uh, very highly of Gary. Um, he said that uh, he was present whenever she was arrested um, and trying to lay flowers for her daughter on the Capitol steps. Uh, so I just wanted to give her a shout out and, um, you know, give our friend Gary a shout out for being there um, with the people that are down at the vigils and did everything that they did on January 6th to honor the fallen. So, but um, let's uh, talk about this real quick. And Lisa, I'd like to get your uh, thoughts and interpretations on this as well. 
Uh, this is from Vice News. FBI informants who marched with Proud Boys on January 6th will testify for their defense. It says FBI informants are being called as witnesses in the Proud Boys high-profile seditious conspiracy trial by the defense. So, now this doesn't that this confirm... I just want to say that Vice is doing that. Sorry. That's a, that's a bravo, Vice. Uh, you're finally diversifying. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that it, it, pl- it still plays into Vice's whole narrative and side of things uh, in the article um, because it, it still tries to criminalize the, all the people involved. Um, but, you know, with uh, with their approach here and, and bringing in the FBI informants to testify, though, um, on the defense side, I mean, doesn't this prove for all of us that said that these groups are heavily infiltrated and influenced by the FBI that kind of gives us a little bit more leg to stand on uh, but uh, Lisa you've spoken critically very much of the defense attorneys um, what is this move like wh- by by doing this and bringing in these FBI informants I mean can is somebody gonna say that we can trust them to give an objective you know kind of testimony to like I'll just let you roll with it <laughs> Uh, can I just say again, get me those effing transcripts, people. I need the transcripts. Yes. No, there's something, there's something uh, not right here. I mean, um, technically, yeah, um, I, I do want, want them as witnesses, but here's the thing. They needed to be deposed, like, before trial. Right, mm. the fact that you're going to bring them on as witnesses in the trial, that, that there's a problem there. Okay, the, you need to depose them so that you can what's called impeach them on the stand. Right, so because if you're going to bring these supposed informants on cold turkey, yeah, then it's gonna it's gonna backfire. It's gonna boomerang. And and I'm thinking that that's uh, kind of like been the plan all along for these attorneys. It seems to me let's uh, spell out sabotage. It appears to me, in my opinion. Um, and what's real, you know, I was reading through the article, and what's stunning to me is that uh, the different defenses that are being raised is that they're adverse to each other. Uh, um, where are the uh, motions to? Sever the trials because it appears to me that they're throwing each other under the bus. I mean, they've got completely different approaches here. I mean, one is, you know, let's see, what did it say here? Uh, Nordine, uh, for example, Attorney Nick Smith, who's representing Nordine, they're going to um, show that there were FBI informants. And the prosecutor says, but there's no evidence. Uh, why would there be no evidence? Because um, I would suggest that uh, criminal defense attorneys didn't do their job in the discovery process. <laughs> and, and that's something that you've repeatedly brought up on Twitter and, and this platform is that, you know, the, the defense attorneys have dropped the ball, you know, to say the least. It, I was going to say that's the that's the that's the. Uh, the nicest most, way to put it. Uh, the nicest way, yeah. yeah. That, that's the <laughs> douche. But uh, but I just don't, you know. I would love to think that it was ineptness, but uh, you know, it, uh, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. By the way, ineptness and uh, 
controlled opposition. Well, I read that Dominic Pizzola, one of the defendants, just got access to his discovery. And I think that you commented on that, Lisa, where you said, where is the J6 Defense Council in bringing this to the Supreme Court? Because, like, if he's been held for two years and never in been pre-trial. given discovery in pretrial, yeah. Can you describe that just so people understand? Well, well, listen, I, I've brought it out uh, for two years now, the exact statute that shows that defense counsel can go direct, okay, direct to the United States Supreme Court on a writ. But uh, no, uh, uh, instead of uh, the attorneys uh, refuting and, and saying why I'm why I'm supposedly wrong, they just blocked me. So, uh, yeah, I, su- I suggest. <laughs> no, it's easy to do when you have no defense for yourself, right? You know, to just well, ghost the person or block them. Yeah. Well, think about this. They kick the can down the road, right? Mm-hmm. The more money they make by uh, pretending to represent these people in dribs and drabs and drips. Mm-hmm. Mo money. Yeah, just bleeding them dry. And then um, critical, uh, just to come back to you on, on something like this, like uh, I'm, I'm not sure, that I, I'm slightly familiar with your your work, but I don't know how much of any research that you've done in any of the January 6th stuff, but you're getting to experience what we do to kind of update people on this topic. We've been following this beat for a while and we have friends very close to this uh, story, but you're also experiencing uh, our friend Lisa Belanger and all of her glory. And we're going to start a... Uh, a new segment, actually, I wanted to announce to everybody too before we get to your thoughts, um, called "That's a Lisa's That's a Lisa Question." <laughs> I, I want to do something <laughs> like that because we've said that on the show a lot. We're just like people ask us, you know, things on social media and other places, like, and I'll be like, I don't know, that's a Lisa question, you know, when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, if you all want to submit questions to Lisa, uh, we're gonna. Uh, if you want to contact us here at the New Prisoners or drop a, a question on social media or something. Maybe, Lisa, we can uh, set up an email or you can give out an email if people want to email you questions. And we'll we'll select some uh, during the week. And we'll, I think we can shoot some video responses and upload them to our platforms here. We discuss that and also put them on your sub stack there. Uh, it could have a I actually wait, have wait. a question, Lisa. Lisa. No, shut up, shut up. Wait, no, I got a question. Why, why does John Henry hate Jesse Ventura so much? Yes. Drink. He's an anti-American son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't like his skull either. Chris Kyle. He spoke ill of an American hero. That son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> Which American hero? Chris Kyle. American oh, sniper. I love Chris Kyle. Oh, his oh thank book, you, uh, Critical. The, the history of the guns. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, the United States the, Here we the go. Ah, I got somebody else on my team. His story is so sad. Isn't I, it? I, I told him. His you, story to yeah, you, Be nice, Graves. You, you, it's her first go, time. Be nice, you, Graves. Don't do got, it. Graves has some links he could share with you. Very thoroughly. <laughs> he has some Graves links he have share a history with, with our conversation. Of <laughs> All right, Jesse Ventura and, uh, and Chris Scott. Okay, <laughs> just just to be fair. Just to be d- full disclosure, well, I like both the hero of those as well. So you remember that? What's that? It's all right. She said she likes both. Have I said it. I like both of those people, so have at it as you will. But right. I just oh my god! Perfect. Oh, everyone nice. drink. Mm. Everyone drink. I just I just had a DJT moment. <laughs> I remember <laughs> with the uh, the RNC pick when he did with Ronda McDaniel and Hamid uh, uh, Dillon. Ami Dillon, yeah. Right, and he says, "Well, I like both of them very much." <laughs> 
no, no, no. That's no. true. So, no fed a, a, a friend show me uh, like a meme one time. I I didn't know like the controversy at the time, but like when people were hating on Rogan, and it was like a meme of Rogan shaking uh, Ben Shapiro's hand, and this particular person is, let's just say, not Jewish. I don't. I whatever. Uh, right, and Parker. they were like, they were like, and the the, the caption was, uh, and they were shaking. It said, Thing called in between and it's like the taint and i like a douche and an ass or a whatever and i just stared oh, at it good. before they like told me the joke i just stared at it for like 60 seconds straight i was like i don't get it like and then they told me that i was like well i love both of those people so you're like barking up the wrong tree here well i'll <laughs> just have you vote critical i, I was pretty side. neutral on jesse ventura oh, here we go. until chris graves had an all-out assault on an American. No, no, I did not. <laughs> All out. He had a lot of vodka. He Gary talked about his <laughs> wife. He talked about, he said, Chris, Chris Kyle's children's. I don't even want to use the word he called him. It was awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Wait, right. Jesse Ventura insulted your family? Is that what we're talking about right now? No, no, not no. My family. He sued Chris Graves' estate. He sued Chris Graves' widow and children. Children. You're really showing up, buddy. You, you, you just said Chris Graves twice. I'm sorry. I'm Chris Kyle. Help it. I'm looking at your beautiful face. Oh, Chris Kyle. So Jesse Ventura sued Chris yeah, but, Kyle. Yeah, it's more Chris about. Kyle's widow and children. Widow. No, that's not. That is true. We'll move on. Because he died. We'll move on. I'll, 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 I'll do my own research. Graves? I'll look into we'll it later. <laughs> yeah. He died during a lawsuit. So Graves. All right. So back to Donald J. Trump. There's been some well, rumblings about. I did uh, want to show you guys something really quick. Can I, before we get off this please. topic? Yeah, I yeah. don't know the pace of this. Yeah, no, yet. no, you're good. You're good. Uh, it's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Cool. That's my style too. Well, something that stood out to me in your first article that you shared, guys, is that uh, it says supporters of former Donald, uh, President Donald Trump stormed the Capitol building, delaying the final certification of the votes of the Electoral College for several hours. I just, um, I don't know how to uh, share screen. I can try. It'll probably fail. It's the third um, button over on Brave Talk. Uh, so if you go third button over and, and press that button, then you have to select which screen you want to share. And then uh, okay. if you want to share well, system audio, you have to click that too. I'm going to keep yeah. the sound off, but can you guys see that? Did you click on share? Oh, yeah. You can you can do sound if you yeah, want. You just click on share different. system audio. But... I don't want to. It doesn't really have much no sound, problem. but this is, this is from the Euro Maiden protest in 2014 when the ukrainian people stormed their capital and took it over that's how they gained their independence mm -hmm. unquote, which was never formally recognized but i just Obama. want to show you what actual violence on a capital looks like um Agreed. so this is the uh, regime that our country is currently funding with our taxpayer dollars while keeping uh, these people jailed for three plus years so that's just what i wanted to share yeah and no doubt like a leaderless revolution or leaderless coup like that um, as part of an operation from our intelligence agencies and State Department at work there, yeah, in the Maidan, you know. So I'm glad you brought that up because, like, there's so many other. I was trying to describe to a friend um, the other day about how that concept works, and I asked them if they'd ever heard of the Arab Spring, and I explained like how Twitter and Facebook, ma mainly Twitter uh, over there, but um, and other social media applications were used uh, in order to influence people that if you gather, you know, up information and intel on people's demographics, their likes, their dislikes and other things and what their political leanings are, that you can sort of funnel information to them um, in order to get them to take action, you know, to gather up just like with the Black Lives Matter riots. Um, but 
you can have people out and they have no discernible leader. There's no one at the helm. There's no one at the top of a hierarchy to really target or critique or anything like that too. So it sort of protects them in a way. But then they go out and take these crazy actions rather by storming a capital or occupying a square. Um, and then, you know, what happens afterwards though, usually is that the establishment steps in to make everything right, to bring order out of chaos all of a sudden. And uh, that that's something that's been talked about. And I've watched past documentaries about it with uh, on Glenn Beck's channel, The Blaze, um, and, and Reddit and other things. But also I've heard that during the Maidan that um, the gunfire onto the people there may have been from the police. Chris Graves, was that you that I heard that from? Uh, no, but I, I've come across that myself, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. You're, you're awesome. Memory, say, there was tons of violence perpetrated against those po protesters. Like, but uh, it, it went both ways. I mean, that was like a, like a true protest. And I, I, my last night's episode was about the Chechen wars and um, how a lot of the people in the current crisis, uh, the paramilitary groups are, are basically remnants from those, those things. I mean, they don't play around over there. They, they, they know how to, they know how to scrap, man. And so it's, it's, it pales our what happened on Jan January 6th just pales in comparison and the extent and the length of these sentences i mean lisa i'm i'm just a lay person but i think it's excessive punishment uh, well excessive but even more so when uh we it's discovery is needed as to show who really were the perpetrators of the violence uh I think there's more than uh, solid uh, evidence to show that um, there were infiltrators. Yep. Infiltrators, sir. But, but uh, the attorneys really uh, don't want to do their job because it's the club. And, and you think they're being an influence in other places, right? They're not, they're taking, I know it's speculation, but. It just seems like they're the way they're acting and behaving right now is that they're not working in their their client's best interest and that they're getting influence somewhere else too, right? Well, I mean, it clearly shows they're not doing their job. And as to the reasons, right? you know. Uh, speculation if I say anything else. I, get, but well, you, you, I, I don't know if it's speculation, I right but all I, all I know is, is they're not doing their jobs. And it can only be a certain number of uh, factors for that, and he, and whatever the re, you know whichever one it is, it all doesn't matter, does it? In the end, because they're not doing their job. Period. Right, their actions are uh, are uh, speaking for them, I guess. Well, a classic method for us conspiracy theorists, right, is following the money. And if you notice a situation that perpetuates, right that something that's ongoing that isn't an injustice right but continues because there's money attached to that injustice continuing so there's there's media appearances that these people get lisa and i you and i talked about a person that was bragging about all their media appearances this past week you know how they get to go out and it wasn't me. wonderful no it wasn't you chris we were we were happy for you to get some media appearances this week uh, but no, like other people wrapped around the, it, it, up inside this case, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this media appearance and that media appearance. And I'm going on Tucker Carlson show and I'm doing all these things and I'm I'm getting all these donations and we're we're starting up this 
and we're, we're, we're doing this charity and this method and this gathering and we're having this person appear with us. Well, all that, all that continues, but fucking Dominic Pizzola doesn't have a goddamn discovery <laughs> after two years. Like you could do all that. You can gather people. You can raise millions and millions of dollars. You can have all the uh, like priceless um, type of appearances. You know, all, all of that, all those media appearances. It's hard to put a price tag on that type of exposure, you know, to put out there in the public eye. But then if you turn around and you ask people about this story, they're the main reasons why people are so fucking ignorant about this story. Because all they get in those appearances is just bullshit. It's just rhetoric. Just like, oh, look at this injustice. Well, what the fuck are you doing? What are you actually doing? Well, especially when uh, they're in court, falling on their so to speak, and apologizing and, and saying that their actions were wrong. And then afterwards, now they're, now they're crying out, saying about the injustice to them. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, right. just like a little kid apologizing to mommy and then going back and then fucking teasing you about it later that they got away with it. You know, go ahead, critical. I, I was going to say, I've never told this story like publicly, but I feel like this is the right time and space. Like this isn't something I, I typically talk about. I, I care about it and I feel for those families because, um, you know, I've had friends who protested, who marched on Wall Street. I supported them. It didn't really matter what their cause was, but I supported them and I supported their right to protest. And um, I've, I've known people who got, you know, put in cuffs, but it was for show. And it and I understand both sides of it is that we can't let complete civil disobedience for any cause for any reason. And because then you're going to have chaos. But uh, which I love. Chaos. But, you know, mm -hmm. I get that. I get the element of we're going to. Uh, cuff you or book you or at least get the situation under control but everybody i've known who's protest uh, protested like that even if they were um trespassing all these different things got released like immediately like they they didn't even get charged really um and so i i do feel for them a lot um i think that's it's really tough especially when you have the element of coercion p potentially tied to it um so i've never told this story uh, but I'm going to tell the story. So I was at work when the J6, um, uh, it, when, when it was happening, right. We were at after work meeting and I won't disclose like the exact nature, but it, it's a government, uh, paid job. And I've never seen this happen before. We've never, we use like the screens in the room to put presentations for work. And, but for whatever reason, I, you know, you know, a la 9-11, I mean, I get that there are certain public events that, you know, people put on the news and it's like we all stop in our tracks and watch the news. So they did this with J6. Yeah. Um, and I will say that this this institution is relatively reliably leans in one direction, shall we say. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, if you go against that direction, you are not welcome to speak, etc. They put on the news, which was already unprofessional. Right. Um, I never like to discuss politics at work. Um, I, I, in very private conversations with my closest colleague, we would have discussions, but we always were like super just towed the line, like talked about just strictly history. He, he, he knew a lot about the same stuff I am interested in. And, and I knew some, you know, we, we shared interests, uh, but we had differing opinions. Um, and it, so that made it a good debate. Long story short, outside of that, never talked about politics at work. Uh, I would hear it, never engaged. They put on the TV to January 6th protests, live uh, media coverage. Uh, there's maybe 10 people in the room at this meeting. And it turned into like a room of baboons of like people shouting at the TV. Um, 
uh, just outrage. Everybody's just talking about that now. I mean, my, mind you, I have to like go pick up a kid. Like this is a meeting. The, time, the clock is ticking. We have to achieve objectives. I have to go. Um, and so we probably for a half hour, they indulged the media. And I shit you not, uh, it would all, all the comments were obviously negative and just, you know, making fun of the people on TV. Um, and one of the women said, uh, shoot them, shoot them, just shoot them all. And uh, this was in a, a government paid job in front of our superiors who condoned it with their silence basically um they were actively calling for violence against all these protesters and i sat there awkwardly and i said would you say that about the blm movement like did you say that about when you saw the blm movements on t oh mind you this is the same time that all my coworkers have blm pins on their clothes and stuff like that and i was like are you serious right now like, not only is this already unprofessional by you putting on the news at a work meeting, but y'all are like eating popcorn, basically, like metaphorically, and shouting violent rhetoric at the television. Um, so I've never like disclosed that, but I think uh, my statute of limitations is far out enough. I, I no longer work there. Um, so whatever, so like, whatever was, operation it was, it worked. Yeah, that's the two minutes of hate from Orwell, right? Like, I remember the just like the more yep. modern version of 1984, the people just looking at the screen and shouting and screaming and just, yeah. just wailing, right? And that's all encouraged. And like what you brought up critical there is, is so important because um, it, it's the influence at play when you see that it's okay on one side, but not the other. When you see violence and negative, just ne any type of negative information about someone being whitelisted and all other good information about them being blacklisted. I saw the same thing happen with uh, Tommy Robinson a couple years ago, um, the, the Englishman who spent time in jail for all different types of forms of protest, but mainly about uh, the influence of uh, Islam in, in Europe. Um, but you know, what happened to him? I remember seeing his name. What I, like he now? I feel like it's like a thought experiment. What was he doing again? Well, fa Facebook made it so, um, and this is years ago when I still used Facebook. Um, but it, Facebook made it so you couldn't say anything positive about him. If you posted an article that was negative or critical of him, which there was ma many uh, negative and critical articles of him that were untrue, uh, ones that claimed that he was uh, talking about bombing mosques when he clearly wasn't like if you saw the full clip of his you know of his segment um he didn't say anything to that effect at all uh he was just simply making a comparison like he wasn't he wasn't inciting violence or anything but that's what they do they they go after the the side that they're that's not on the establishment side you know so whatever the opposite of that is it doesn't have to be left or right and graves you do an excellent job of pointing out that that paradigm is 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 false right the one the one that we're presented that that false dichotomy there of oh well it's the establishment that favors the right the right the, you know the establishment is a is a, a right leaning establishment or a right left leaning they're all the same yeah those concepts and, and fair, constructs yeah they, they they do hand off the torch every 10 to 20. I mean, they yeah, rain they for switch a while, it up, but they're and then they the pass a torch. And, but the yeah. torch has been uh, kind of bogarted for a while. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see that. And we definitely see that. Right. You know, but when, yeah, when they I'll go... I'll throw this out there. Mm -hmm. I'll throw this out there. Uh, think about this. Perhaps uh, the same way that, you know, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers uh, were probably infiltrated, I would suggest that... Uh, that going. probably happened on the BLM side as well. Oh, oh it did. No doubt. Yeah, I looked into that. Yeah, yeah. 
They're they're being they were being the whole thing. You're right. It was orchestrated, and I am fairly confident in being able to say this by the same parties. You tell Chris. Mm -hmm. It's the same parties that I don't mean political parties, but it's the same uh, bad actors behind the scenes, like completely. And then the J six was like the like critical was saying uh, they switch it back and forth. So now we got the J six, you know, to go against. You know, uh, middle America. And it's like a badminton that. game. It's like, oh, it's your serve now. You know? Yeah. But the BLM, though, they'll let the cops just stand there and fucking let everything go up in flames and just do nothing. So that was well, all so like, is that Is that because the police are, um, you know, and, and mind you, my, my, my homeland is Florida. So we, we just hired thousands of cops. I, I got bonus right. down there. Uh, I watched all any government worker just got mad bonuses. I mean, they, I, I have a friend who runs a por- private organization who uh, they started an entire program to recruit cops from around the country because of um, just the treatment lately. And I mean, I was down there over Christmas, dude, it's thriving. I don't know if any of you from there or go there. Mm. It's such a contrast to uh, other places in the nation. I'm sure there's other uh, thriving nations, but this is a thriving um, middle-class area, which is <laughs> ever the, the more rare. For me. Um, I left uh, Florida in February of 2020. <laughs> so literally left there, went to Hawaii, uh, which had some of the most freaking authoritarian lockdowns uh, in the country for sure. Really? Hawaii? Chris? No, no. I'm... Oh, dude, they're blue as shit. Oh, it's it's beyond blue. So for over 50 years. National Guard yeah. checkpoints oh, yeah. everywhere. You couldn't be outside of your house. It was a $5,000 fine. You know what I'm talking to all my friends back in Florida? And they're like, what are you talking about? We're not even wearing masks. Like, we're going to a brewery tonight to see a concert. <laughs> so, yeah, Florida's done Yeah, life never job. slowed down there. And when you yeah. don't slow down two to three years of economic prom- uh, progress, I, when I when the minute that we got over the state line, I'm telling you, like, I'm like, is that a 2022 model car, 2023 vehicle? I was like, there's new cars. Like I'm looking around new buildings, new businesses. I was like everywhere around me is shutting down. I was like, this is wild. It's like a time warp. All the, all the roads had been redone. All the lights are back. I was I, like, I love to say I was on his campaign trail. I helped promote him. Love him to death. Uh, I, I, I hope he does whatever he wants to do. Let's put it that way. Um, and uh, it was just so stark and it gets starker each time I go back every about six months yeah, but I'm 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 with you. Uh, I think it was John Henry who said he left and right at the worst time. Right, uh, we came to Florida right before the uh, my dad was doing real estate. Right before the the crash, he was like, "Oh yeah, everybody's making mad money on real estate." We get there, it's like boom. So we had a lot of rough years, but um, yeah, man, I I grew to love it. And uh, man, I sometimes I look back on that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, things were already set in place. I, you know, the plans that I made were made in like 2018, 19. By the time I got around to it, I was like, shit, man, I don't know. The, I don't know. I, this is weird timing. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the scary thing. Um, you know, I love Florida, but. Um, uh, Do you I'm really just- though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, you're yeah. compelling me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here goes the butt. I love Florida. I'm from Massachusetts, wow. so I can't throw a stone. Yeah, well, we even... love anybody but Massachusetts. So. Right, right. I know, but here's the thing. I heard, um I heard the uh, stats that supposedly 79% of Floridians are vaccinated. So, yeah, you know, I heard I that DeSantis, though, Lisa, he's actually. Hold on. This is interesting, to... guys. This is interesting. 
Lisa is all of a sudden believing what she reads on the news. Did you hit your fucking head? What happened to you? Uh, wait a minute. I was in Florida. Hold on a Listen, second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold I was in Florida. Misinformation. Wait, wait. I said reportedly. Okay, reportedly. but here's why. And I'm not, but I'm no, not sure. No, it's... I think you're right. Yeah. It, here's the, the key factor there, Lisa. It has to be age adjusted, right? So that's where the issue where they were talking about Florida had a lot of deaths and a lot of COVID cases. Because I believe it probably is 79%. But you look at the average age, especially in places like the village and a lot of Florida, that's a retirement state. So yes. those people being the most at-risk demographic, I'm sure they did get vaccinated. So you're probably right. The village is um, also one of the yeah, most at-risk for STDs right now, too. I read highest, an article about that. Uh, it, highest yeah, infection It goes more to the mindset, you, though, right? Okay, yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. Just whip it out that, anywhere. <laughs> can I chime in just as somebody who's who went through the pandemic there? It depends so, on this about I, STDs at the uh, villages or not. <laughs> oh yeah, the villages are rampant with STDs, but so are all the military bases. So that, that's just like our equivalent to the military base. Um, but the, there, <laughs> there's three elements I think that play into, uh, and I don't know if your statistic is right or not, Lisa, but I trust that you, uh, you know, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't say like, you are. I just said reported. I didn't I didn't accept yeah. it. One either way, way either way. Let's let's pretend <laughs> let's pretend it's 90%. But mm -hmm. I, I would say that that is for three reasons. Number one is uh uh what John Henry just said, right? It was the, the age, or well, a couple of people said age adjusted, right? We have the higher demographic of elderly. Um, number two is uh a lot of people moved there in the past few years. Actually, four metrics. Number four. Uh, three is that people remained employed there, which there were there were still employee uh, requirements and and we got them uh, in a lot of cases quicker. They rolled them out very easily, quickly. Like I I I, I had the J and J. I I'll be honest. I was a a, a proponent. I wasn't afraid. I you know I had to get the flu shot here and there for different requirements. I I really didn't think much of it. Um, and it, it was after I got very sick from that that I kind of started, you know, and hearing echoed reports of that, um, started just like pausing, right? Because I had paused a long time ago in the decision to get my son vaccinated. I waited a long time to get him vaccinated. And I did a lot of research and really had to come to my own terms with that. And so I was kind of on that wave of like, it's all good. You know, this is how immunity works and it's just working with your natural immunity. And I, I mean... You know, I, I just wasn't afraid. I, I encouraged my other employees to go with me after uh, and and this was still when they were saying that there I had already heard a couple rare cases of young women getting clots and things like that. They were warning women, you know, we've had these cases that make sure you don't take NSAIDs before you get your. So I did, made sure I didn't take any NSAIDs. Um, I was down for three days. My my family had to literally care for me. I, I was in the bed. I didn't eat. I think I maybe went to the bathroom twice. I, I, and I told them, I literally told them, uh, I don't know if I'm okay. Like, I don't know if this is it. Like, I don't know what it feels like to die. And I don't know, but this is the worst I've ever felt. And uh, like, I might've said a few words over the course of days, but I, you know, it was literally just my family members coming in and exchanging the ice pack on my head or like making sure I was still breathing. It was bad. Um, and then, so anyway, my point being with that is that we got them pretty quickly. The rollout plan was very efficient. And so a lot of people were signing up before there was really any news of it. And people were employed still, right? We weren't working 
from home in our jammies. We were already back at work when everybody else was still Chicago is still fully virtual and everything. Right. So that's another metric. And then the last thing is that, um, uh, and I wrote down the third thing, but I can't read my own handwriting, <laughs> but there's, uh, there's something, Oh, I do the same. The, I bet you, I bet life. you that they're, I bet you that they're documenting in Florida, particularly we're, we have a completely different public uh, record system. You can see anybody in the public offender database, anybody's court uh, records, which I think you'd find interesting, Lisa. Right? Henry, yep. Frustrated when I can't, when I go other places. Uh, <laughs> but you, I bet you any money that they're reporting, if you just got one, like they're counting that as a check, like vaccinated, right? right? Whereas yep. other states are saying you have to get four to meet that metric. Does that make sense? Yes. Very much so. Yes, very much. And I really appreciate you sharing your story uh, about your reaction with J&J because I have several friends in my life that had very similar reactions to that, um, and mainly women too, which is really disturbing. Uh, a lot of their uh, reactions, I don't know if you ever want to go into like anything else that occurred, but I had a friend that I just woke up. I lost somebody because of that stupid jab. Yeah, and, and, and just my, my one friend's wife just woke up with hives one morning. And, and just kept repeatedly getting hives all over her body, you know, unsightly hives and couldn't even go to work or anything like that. And it just, it's so psychologically damaging to wake up with an affliction like that. And especially when it's something visual too. And, and being, being a lady, you know, you don't want to go out in public you know, looking like a leper or anything like that. And that's what that, that shot did to them. And then all the, all the stuff that's coming out now about this, then that's, that's perfect that it actually kind of leads into our, our first of the big four, which I'm going to jump into now, um, is people like this, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, John Henry. I don't know if you, I'm going to pull up the screen share here. Cause I know how to do the thing. We he's know how the to Bill do Nye, share. the science guy of now. Yeah. Uh, he's the Bill Nye, the, the science guy of whatever the fuck, because he's, uh, he, he, he did this show called valuetainment, which I've watched. I, I, I subscribe there on YouTube, but, um, you know, Alan Dershowitz and Bobby Kennedy Jr. had their debate about uh, about all the vaccines and everything on this guy's show, I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out too, Grace. I believe you told me that as well. But this Let's note- go ahead and start this conversation with uh, one of my very favorite um, Lisa responses. It's fucking controlled opposition. It's a controlled op. <laughs> yeah, what's this guy's name? The the darker skin guy. He he never pushes hard. What's his name again? Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, no, the other, no, the other the guy on the left. Yeah, the value guy. I guess guy. I did use a bad choice of words there. Yes, I know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, the okay. interviewer. They're both kind of tan. <laughs> it's all right. It's not it's PC. Don't worry about it. Here, it's actually freedom. I believe his name is Patrick. <laughs> yeah, but Patrick something. Patrick okay. Bet David. Okay. Yeah, Patrick Bet Patrick. David. Yeah. There we go. He never asks interesting questions. I've watched his, his interviews like once or twice, and I'm like, you could just be Siri. Yeah, he really didn't hit this interview too hard. Like the way that he approached things, he left so many things open for Neil deGrasse Tyson to cling on to when it comes to like a disingenuous argument, though. Like if Neil if Neil was a, 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 a genuine arguer here, I would say that he wouldn't have gone into the semantic arguments about um, the the influence on people with the shots um, or whether or not they were lied to and other things. It's just yeah, there, there were assumptions that were sort of posed by Patrick here that Neil was able to straw man and take advantage of uh, in, in the argument. Um, and nothing was ever demonstrated or shown. 
Like Patrick had yeah, every well, ability. Was, I, I, I think I saw this one. <laughs> it was it it ultimately was weak overall. Yeah. And I've got Cosmos sitting on the shelf. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I, it amazes me that somebody who's willing to believe in the expanses of the universe um, had a foolhardy uh, just uh, conversation like that. Well, yeah, because it, it, to me, and the reason why I say it was so disingenuous too is because, yeah, I do believe that Neil deGrasse Tyson is an intelligent human being. And like his arguments were something that I would expect from like somebody's grandma, like that just watches CNN all the time and repeats what she hears. Like there was nothing there that ever substantiated. Like he talked about data and the science and of course, just like all the other pundits and, and, and people that are paid by the ad council um, and influencers that they just come out and say data and science and protocols and studies, but they don't mention any. Like they have all the technology in the like world on the set of their like it's debunked, but they don't prove how it's debunked. Yeah, thank you, Grace. It's like they have all the technology in the world on their little show and they can't even do a screen share like we're doing here. Like just to show you like one or two things to, to try and solidify a point. And it's just it was like two people going back and forth about the vaguest types of things around this. And and for someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is intelligent, it's easier for that for that person to just dance around the topic and never get cornered in any point where they have to have a dose of humility and admit their fault. Like the, the I thought that's the thing that I thought Patrick did a really terrible job on is that he didn't hold Neil deGrasse Tyson to account on any of the claims that he made, like in just examples, like examples of, you know, you're going to get COVID and you're going to be on a ventilator. And if you take the shot versus that, the shot's better. Well, like and, and how many instances and how is that age adjusted? Like John Henry had mentioned and other things like it, it just you don't do that same equation for everybody. You don't take a baby straight out of the womb and say that they have the same chances of dying of covid as someone that's 35 or someone that's 30 or, or, or someone that's 67. Like you, you, you don't you know, make those types of comparisons because they're not true. Like they're disingenuous comparisons. You know, you, you conflate things. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the brave chat right now. Here we go. No, but what I'm saying is, uh, he started to change his tune after this uh, kind of. Oh yeah, and when you talk about compromat, you know, like uh, Epstein type of shit, right? Like, what could influence 100%. somebody to have such a shit ass opinion like Neil deGrasse Tyson's? What yeah, could that have been? That kind of changed around this time. His opinion on the uh, jab, at least publicly, yeah. As far as I can tell, you know. And if you have something that you you held over you. If you have something that you need, whether it be money or power or a position, it's easy to take on these these vapid uh, sort of viewpoints then. And and that leads me to uh, talking about those stories kind of got buried after that. He changed his tune. Well, yeah. And just an observation. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to show you guys something really quick. And I want to yeah. ask the question, Elisa, if you don't mind. No problem. Um, just because uh, if it, if I don't bring it, I want to stay on topic yeah, um, no. and not detract from later. But uh, just to show you guys, it, it's not just uh, him that has, uh, you know, changed their tune. Uh, this is uh, the government's database of all the clinical studies. And if you can see right now, like the amount of uh, efficacy trials and data in 2003, you would think that maybe a lot of these oftentimes like the, the things that were started in 2022 or uh, even 2021, um, maybe uh, published in the new year of 2023. They kind of want to be first on the press. Maybe the end of the month or the next two or three months will show that. But I'm like super sad about the fact that we have nothing coming out and the stuff that is coming out is like editorial stuff. So 
nobody's really following this through to the end to show this stuff. Um, everybody's kind of dropping the topic right now, which is unfortunate. And um, on top of that, I, I wanted to ask uh, Lisa in terms of this is something I'm curious about because like, OK, this is and this might be a, a hot take. Right. Uh, unless you're fucking kids. I really don't care what you're doing with your sex life. And I Thank really you. don't think it should impact your job. Yep. And like, I don't care if you're getting a blowjob under the table, Clinton. I really don't care if you're screwing a model, Trump. I really don't care. I really do not care. I do not want to pay taxpayer money. And I don't want to turn on the TV and see your sex life. I don't care if it's a gay pride play. I don't care how you have sex. I do not care if you're hanging from the rafters. Are you hearing that, John Henry? Take note. It Sorry, should be a hard. civil, or if it is criminal, then it should be investigated criminally. And maybe if we want to hear about that later, just so that we're aware as the, uh, the public after a conviction has taken place, good. That's I, I like that. I don't want to vote for somebody that was convicted six months ago and I didn't know about it. Fine. If it's something that's going to get settled out of court anyway, and somebody's going to get their their hush money for, I'm sorry, I grabbed your ass at the office party. I don't want to, I don't ever need to know that. That's my, that's my opinion. That, and I Henry? want to hear what you say to that, Lisa, from a legal point of view. Yes. yes. Oh, Lisa. Just so you know, Graves, I'm respecting the lady's conversation and then I'm coming for you here in just a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. Say your question again. Because he just screwed me up. <laughs> Actually, question instead of a rant. Okay. If you are engaged, I don't want to know about your sex life for any reason other than if you've been uh, criminally convicted of a crime as an adult against another adult, or if it does involve children, I would like to know about that uh, should you be indicted or uh, brought up for investigation. The end. Anything beyond that, I don't want to waste I'm with it. I don't think it should impact your employment uh, or anything like that. Well, I tend, I tend to lean on that side of things. I mean, uh, especially if, if we're talking about things that are, are not involved, activities that are not uh, taking place during your employment, right? I mean, the, uh, then we're talking about a police state, are we not? I'm not in favor of police states, so. Mm. Right, I right. Like I delivered out of pizzas. Our lives. Yeah, I delivered pizzas, and there was we had a, a delivery guy who was literally stopping at the liquor store at the beginning of every shift with like his first batch of tips to get a bottle and drink the rest of the night on his deliveries. That yes, okay. Now, now, uh, yes. Well, first of all, it should be handled internally, privately through the company. He's fired. The end. It's over. Nobody talks about that person anymore. Right? Maybe. And he's driving around, so he's kind of a hazard to everybody else anyway, but yeah. Right, like, at the government level, right, let's think about the equivalent, right? Uh, okay, you're you're committing fraud on the taxpayer dollar or something that's relevant to, to your position, and if you're per perpetuating that, yes, I want to know about that. I want to know if we have evidence and et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I want to follow that. I want to be able to follow that in real time so that it can't be doctored, but I don't give a fuck who you're fucking. Pardon my Fucking. Yes. Pardon my fucking. 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 Pardon my f
Uh, Graves has been caught performing sexual acts on his boss multiple times. Uh, he is self-employed, keep in mind, but that doesn't make it appropriate. <laughs> so if um, I work for myself, what are you saying <laughs> I'm doing to me? <laughs> so, do, I, do I need to look for your Zoom video out there somewhere? Oh, it's, oh, yes. it's, it's OnlyFans. StreamYard. Yes. Um, so <laughs> let me throw out there and, and play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, Eric Swalwell and Fang Fang. He wasn't indicted. Care about we that. don't know if they actually we don't know the nature of their relationship and even if we did it wouldn't have any bearing whether they were just associates or sexual partners i don't think it would have any bearing on the situation would it fair point <laughs> yeah boom i mean i think we bring up the sexual scandals because that's a typical playbook move like Grace could tell you about the disappearance of somebody like what was it? Sean? FBI move. It's a CIA move. We shouldn't play yeah. that game. Yeah, Chandra Levy and other people like that. Well, the reason why we bring it up though is that because how does one arrive at becoming one with the the in lockstep with the platform, you know, of the establishment? How does somebody go from being someone that's critical and intelligent and somebody that's willing to engage in open and honest conversation to someone that's in constant denial or apology mode? For the establishment, someone that becomes a low-level foot soldier for them, and it's compromise. It's being compromised, and and the, yeah, and and it's used over and over and over again in politics all throughout time. I mean, it's he, it's he an, wasn't he wasn't an exception. It's an age-old trick. I mean, they're never going to get rid of that. As far as like the five, if you look at like Edward Bernays's five motivations for people, yeah. sex is number one with a bullet. And the way that we herald it in this in this culture, too. And I'm glad that you brought that up like that critical, because, you know, in this culture where we're somewhat still sexually oppressed, um, you know, and people and people don't know how what? to deal with with. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, what yeah. Oh, yeah. It, we're, we're sexually oppressed. Uh, what are you having some wild shit going on over there, Lisa? Like, yeah. I don't even know what hey, you're talking hey, about. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just to be I've clear, Lisa married. did talk I, about that a little bit last week. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that's, that's, how you, that's how you that's stay right. married for th over Actually, three years. I remember that episode. Yeah. That is one of the episodes I've been able to catch so far. I, I only have so many hours a day, but I'm trying to catch up on your guys' content. Mm -hmm. And I and remember then, that now. I was right? like dozing off, and I was like, is this She's getting more than I am. Listen, it's the best exercise program there is. Come on. I mean, in any form of espionage, whether it be governmental or corporate, too. Like if you want, uh, you mentioned like somebody like fucking around at work. At, but if you had knowledge of someone that you work with, like I, I'm not going to bring up too much of a personal uh, issue here. But I know somebody that I've worked with in the past that did something inappropriate sexually with another person where he had sent photos of himself to a girl that we worked with. And that was compromising information. You know, John Henry, you know. It, and it wasn't, it wasn't John Henry. Was it him? <laughs> well, I, have I have three questions for you then, number six. Yes. Number one. Okay, so with this Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, are you, are, is y'all's general consensus or individual's consensus, consensi, that uh, the, are you purporting that the, the, the right wing um, uh, faction is, was aware of that information and using that or just now found out about it or are you purporting that the left-wing faction was using that to compel him to speak about vaccines positively or are you i mean like what like qui bono I, here i only brought up the uh the, the <gasps> i only brought up that that article article 
to kind of just point out what was going on at a certain time when he wasn't speaking out about vaccines and now people can make whatever connection they want. I don't think it's a left or right thing, but that's just me. I mean, look at like Rudy Giuliani and Trump having Hunter Biden's laptop at one point. Where did where did that go? If they weren't all like in cahoots, you know, they would have used that definitely by now. And critical, that's you're 100 percent right by bringing up that we can't we can't come out and say definitively that Neil deGrasse Tyson changed his mind because of X sex you know s- scandal. You know, and that's something that's almost impossible for us to. Uh, to prove what makes it even more impossible though is that somebody like him that's part of the establishment line you know someone that carries the water for the establishment would i ever expect that person in this justice system if there were some sort of improprieties there would i ever expect that that justice to hit him versus other political enemies or dissidents like i I may be biased in that opinion you know i admit that I, i i do believe though that you know aside from you know neil degrasse tyson's involvement here um, I do see that people that get promoted in the algorithms, people that are get promoted as experts, people that make it onto the shows and stuff like people that are whitelisted. Um, the reason why they're in lockstep um, is because there's large amounts of money that have been that have been used, like PPP loans, um, money uh, siphoned through the ad console. There's there's a, a dozen different ways in which he could have been compromised. He could just be a fucking idiot when it comes to this subject. Like we don't know. We're only speculating. He, but he really is not exclusive. What's that? What's that critical? That, I'm sorry. That, that, oh, I, I was I was just gonna say is that and like Lisa said, it's not mutually exclusive. But in the case of Neil deGrasse Tyson, like it, he is he is just like really a through and through nerd. And um, I I don't know that he was if there was any example of somebody who potentially wasn't walking in lockstep, but just actually made their own scientific deductions, albeit a little slow. It's not, it's not his wheelhouse, but, um, you know, that, that seems completely feasible to me. And the, uh, I would allege that the, any negative uh, media coming out against him is probably the result of right-wing digging, um, because of his statements about vaccines. Honestly, that, that would be the Occam's razor for me in this scenario and he he truly is a, a genius. Um, I fall. I love uh, you know the great minds of science. Uh, and I would say that the it's not so much right left with the vaccine issue. It's it's science god right. People who are uh, boldly and and vehemently against the concept of god tend to gravitate towards the concept of science and or state right. Yeah, it but becomes their god. The dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. And Neil deGrasse Tyson is actually a perfect example of somebody who is willing to accept the cause of the, the, that there's an entity beyond, right, that maybe he just hasn't pinpointed yet. I, I honestly think if there was any allegation against him, but it's pretty non-taboo now, he probably gets high a little bit uh, and stares at the stars, and maybe he doesn't know what he's saying all the time. <laughs> but um, I generally see him as pretty benign. So. I, I just I'm not a fan of these hit pieces about people's sex lives when it does involve children or it does involve something that's deep seated and where they're at the top level player of something. And they, they we have a, like a Jeffrey Epstein, where we have a documented case of them getting um, off. And, and, and it's like, OK, these can't all be um, coincidence, acquittal, whatever. There's something going on here. Um, and I don't disagree with you. You guys, a couple of people said it is that, yeah, they're, they're going to edge away from the African-American community, they're going to edge away from the gay community. They're, every news network in America right now is like, oh, shit, we can't do that piece. That's 
we don't want to promote those stereotypes, right? So they're going to bump it down, bump it down, bump it down, or uh, sugarcoat it, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Um, and whether that's the result of some hierarchy above or the personal opinions of the people that they happen to hire, because that's the philosophy in their, their little uh, goals statements that they have every week, we're going to be more inclusive. We're going to be more respectful of these things. Those, the policies are the ones that are trickling down, right? The people in those institutions now are just beholden to that policy, right? The policies are the ones that are developed by those big daddies, you know, in my opinion. This is all my opinion. Well, no, and, and I appreciate that. Um, Lisa, I'm, I'm bringing up the thing that you sent me real quick, too, uh, here. I'm going to make sure to uh, subscribe. Before we, before we get off that topic completely afterwards if you could just click to see like when he did change his tune the sexual assault allegations went away oh okay no degrassi tyson cleared of sexual misconduct charges staying as head of new york's hayden planetarium it says and this is from Wait, when he, july which way did he change because i didn't even really know a lot about i know he was pro in the interview what which way did he change I don't think there was a time period. This is dated 2019. So this is uh, this is dated tw July 27th of 2019. Whereas uh, his, um, you know, first, I don't know when his first stated opinions on the vaccine were or anything like that. So yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to tell from that, but you can, you can see that the, the sexual charges were dropped. So we're not, we're not saying anything definitive by saying that he was directly influenced by anything like that. Um, Wait, so he was initially expressing skepticism on the vaccines and then he switched to be a proponent no 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 i'm just Other saying way? that no i'm just saying that you know if you want to look at why he takes a certain position you know one one could uh speculate that it's because you know he was influenced in some way that's all that's very loose that's it's it's, it's a hard thing to to stand on that's not something that would even hold up in court but all I'm saying by bringing this up, though, is that, you know, with opinions like this, they fall right in line. And the reason why I brought up the lockstep is that they fall right in line with the same as like somebody like Sam Harris, another person that's heralded for their intelligence and everything. And this person has been consistently and in the same ways bad about all of the following topics. So I'm going to run through them real quick between the two, Sam Harris and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Here's all the things that they got wrong and or left out of their arguments. Um, for one, uh, they constantly rely on the fact that the shots prevented some sort of hospitalization or death. Because after it came out that they did not prevent uh, transmission, the next line that we were given was that, okay, well, it doesn't stop it, but it'll make you less sick and you won't die. Well, here's information that may be contrary to that. And we're not saying that, th that it absolutely is because it's hard to do that. But um, th they left that out completely. Um, they, they rely on that one new bit of data or the statistics like Neil deGrasse Tyson cited in that interview. They rely on the statistics, which we're finding out more and more and more day by day, how all of the statistics were rigged. And I'll get to that in a second. Now, the other things that they left out, too, was is that they were also talking about the effects and side effects of these things, that that somehow in getting COVID that you were at a greater risk well, I would cite no, because if you got COVID or never got COVID, um, your your chances of getting um, induced mRNA vaccine myocarditis um, would be zero if you didn't get a shot. Like if you didn't ever take the medicine that they prescribed to you here, 
that you would have never have, have, have seen those types of side effects because you introduced that. Like, yes, you still had a risk of myocarditis with COVID if you got it. But again, the shots, if you stick with the fallacy that they block any type of transmission, or even if they work in such a way that prevent any type of hospitalization or death, which again is, is unraveling a little bit here now, um, that if you follow that same fallacious line that it blocks transmission, therefore the, the risk of myocarditis is better because you won't get the, the nastier COVID side effects and long COVID and other things, well, that's out the window. So now you took on a risk of myocarditis for no damn reason because of the efficacy of, of the shot that you were given uh, waning after about, and that's another thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson and Sam Harris left out that they didn't tell us, folks, is that the shots wane. After about three to four weeks, maybe, and maybe even less. And also that they don't stay within the deltoid like they're supposed to, that they travel around in the bloodstream and maybe cross the blood uh, brain barrier. And then after that, too, they also uh, forgot that, um, well, yeah, there's collections of VAERS data, but it's very limited. So whenever you're comparing the two, whenever you're making the comparison of people that uh, took the shot and, and were hospitalized and didn't die and all these other things, you're not taking into account uh, the numbers versus uh, what the data would actually say if we collected the data in the same way. It's about the data collection. Not all data is the same. And then lastly here I wanted to bring up too is that all this information <laughs> has been consistently stymied by the establishment, that the government, our own government, working hand in hand with Twitter, has been able to tamp down any type of information, even up to including what we were just talking about, this left-right paradigm. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you were on. If you were, if you were even vying for the, uh, like, out there protesting, right? We were just talking about protests too. If you were out there protesting to have uh, shots free and available to people, um, because of these you know, billionaires uh, in charge of these pharmaceutical companies, that they could all come together and release this stuff for free. And there were agreements made to that effect that people would come together in the different governments and different organizations and they would distribute things like this. And one of the things that they were tasked with distributing besides vaccines, folks, was testing. They were supposed to give tests, free tests to people in Africa and other nations like that. And those tests, I did a little bit of digging here. Those tests, and this all streams from that Twitter thread by uh, Lee Fang that I just showed you, that those tests were for antibodies. And they never got distributed. It was shot down that the antibody tests, if you if you do the ELISA antibody tech, if you look up ELISA antibody technology here, all this is going to be included in this week's source list, that one of the tests that was supposed to be distributed freely and openly was about antibodies and what may have happened if you would have done a test for antibodies instead of a PCR test would you have had the same numbers would you have had the same argument too that natural immunity wasn't a thing remember that remember for months and months they were telling people oh natural immunity boo well yeah the antibody tests they were pulled off the market and people were forced into taking phony PCR tests which gave them false positives. And now, oh, here, we're looking at the expose. Now the NHS director is coming out and confirming that hospitals lied about the cause of death to create an illusion of the COVID panic. My goodness, even Leanna Wen is out there saying it now. Yeah. 
Well, that blows my mind. So that's why that's why I hold the the opinion that I do of Neil deGrasse Tyson now is because when you're someone that's as reportedly smart as him, how and Sam Harris too, and Alan Dershowitz, how the fuck do you miss all of that? Like at least you could have gotten one, you'd think. Like a batting average of like maybe one out of four that you understood, you know, that you could come out and have a dose of humility and say, you know, like when he was having, when Neil deGrasse Tyson was having that conversation with uh, Patrick, that he could have said, Hey, you know, I get it. What you, what you're saying about, you know, feeling lied to or whatever, you know, we didn't know about natural immunity at the time, you know, and now, now we understand that better. And, and just copping to a few things. Like it's, it's an easier thing. Like, especially when you're guilty of something, like you push this on people, like you were part of the propaganda arm of the government that pushed these thoughts and ideas on people so that they took unnecessary risks, especially with their children. And you can't come out and say, well, maybe I was wrong about that one. He didn't go into that at all. Right. I, I, I totally, I, I totally agree with what you, the latter part of what you just said is that mm-hmm. he should come out. Thousands of people should come out. Thousands of doctors should come out. Trump should come out uh, and all admit this is the equivalent. Imagine this for from a scientist's point of view. This is the equivalent of I'm a big proponent of nuclear energy. My electric bill has not gone up in, in the past uh, year and a half because I'm on a nuclear grid. OK, I'm a big proponent. I have done the research on uh, nuclear energy. I know that it's done safely. I know people in the Navy who've been trained to work on nuclear power plants. Right. I understand how it works. Imagine, though, that a company came out with a new kind of nuclear energy. They rushed the process. They didn't vet the people who were working on it. And they also used a source that was uh, they didn't check for safety or pure purity. Right. And all of a sudden that was uh, harming people. And you had this propaganda saying that that was all fake. Right. It's understandable that somebody from a scientific mindset would be hesitant to believe uh, the the new information. If, if everybody if the left was coming out and saying, uh, nuclear is unsafe. Nuclear is evil. Don't use nuclear. It's like, well, I've been dealing with this for years. I know it's safe, right? Well, those people didn't know yet that what they were dealing with was something is unprecedented under the emergency use authorization. And people are hopefully coming around to that. I don't think doctors are. I think a lot of other auxiliary positions well, and are. And there's a reason for that ignorance, though. is it not? It, it's the mouthpieces that were responsible. Like in your example there, that if uh, Bill Murray, whom Chris and Graves and I both love, um, if Bill Murray came out as a proponent of that new nuclear technology and it resulted in, in leaks of, of nuclear radiation, yeah, but you're that talking took about a slippery out. slope. That's 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 no different. Number six than me saying that number six's uh, podcast is responsible for disinformation and you're going to be sued for the, the lives you took through. Well, no, uh, let me finish. What I was saying is that if, if Bill Murray Same came thing. out and did commercials for that new nuclear technology and then the radiation leaked and it killed people because it was faulty right because it wasn't tested right. right to s- well, yeah, to say what he believed. But the then, people who are responsible are, are not the the dumb pe- mouthpieces. The people who are responsible are the institutions that we trust to actually do those vetting studies. Not if he those was a paid propagandist. Not if he was paid to do so. If you're a mouthpiece for a it company, doesn't matter, and you come though. Out, it's if, still a compromise. It's a private level compromise of his own integrity. If I if if well, a yeah. pizza company down the road sells tells me to go wave a sign, even though I know that their pizza is shit, 
like what do i now i'm going to be brought up on charges because i needed the money or because i didn't actually know anything oh no about pizza? it's decided in the court it's of public opinion like in the court of public opinion people like neil degrasse tyson and sam the harris should be shit on doesn't exist at the legal level though no i'm not talking I'm about the legal, the legal level like you can't you, i mean if you if you follow where the payola lisa, came from this is a question for lisa yeah yeah but if you follow <laughs> well, where the I'll payola tell you what, came there from, is no justice in the court system so I, I don't look to the court system for that. Black I mean, but there are there are <laughs> dozens of laws concerning misrepresentation in 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 propaganda. You know, whenever it comes to but commercially they, representing a business, product. he doesn't have any. He's not beholden to represent that product in any way, shape, or form. It is on the it is the responsibility of the. Uh, it is the responsibility number one of the federal government for approving the emergency use authorization through the DoD. So the we're talking about Xavier Becker. We're talking about the DoD. We're talking mm -hmm. about the army generals in charge at the time we're talking about Trump, we're talking about the FDA and we're talking about the pharmaceutical companies. Those are the sole people who are liable for this. this but if investment. you're an employee of that pharmaceutical company by being their spokesman, yeah. you, you hold some, you bear some responsibility because you're contracted with that well, company. Said, you're that, their that employee. Pharmaceutical company, if you are a pharma rep for that company, or if you are a physician who knowingly uh, reviewed the data, but let's say the data was like you just said, which I totally agree with you. The mm -hmm. data was so fucked from the beginning. That's what I followed from the very beginning. I have oh, yeah. so many screen grabs. I have so many downloads of how screwed up this data was. And I would circle it and box it and show. I'm going to do like a massive, just all this stuff, right? I've got mm -hmm. two years collection going of stuff that nobody's seen, nobody's looking for. I go deep. And I've been saying this shit for a long time of like, look at these signals within this data. And, uh, People, you know, they didn't know how to interpret it. And that's why I started my podcast. It's like, I need to be able to educate people how to look for this so that they can speak intelligibly about this because no scientist, no politician is ever going to listen to you when you're just like, people are dying suddenly. Nobody ever will listen to you. It's and no different than a libtard being like, I'm a fucking fairy today. Nobody's <laughs> listening to you. So the only way to do it is to learn the language. That's the only way. And like, so I want to point out on uh, while you're talking about that critical, um, I put some uh, links there uh, in the chat. Yeah, uh, six if you want to bring them up. Yeah, John Fedoin. Yes, uh, God, I hope I didn't uh, decimate his uh, name, especially since he's a friend. But um, if you go uh, follow him, he is an engineer who actually has filed a uh, let me do a screen share so you can see lawsuit in uh boston uh and he has used actual data from uh the uh department of uh public health and the uh uh what do you call it uh, the 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 records from the, the death records yeah so corner records he has gone deep with actual numbers and an engineer so definitely check him out because he's got some real good info. Yes. And this is also his Substack here too, um, that you can check out. So, but, um, yeah, back to the panel, um, uh, critical. I'm really glad that you, you brought up all those things that you did. You know, m my thing is, is that, you know, when it comes to corruption though, like if Neil deGrasse Tyson or Sam Harris or Alan Dershowitz or any of these people that take these really shitty positions you know, on, on COVID, you know, po post, you know, all, all of the, uh, government reaction, uh, that was you know part of the Hegelian dialectic. You know they they were part of the fomentation process, and now that you know some of the goals have been achieved and they got shots oh, in the Alan arms. Alan Dershowitz, 
anybody listening to Alan Dershowitz, it's already their fucking card is pulled. And, <laughs> let, and look at these sources. Oh, yeah. New York Times, look at the sources that you're sharing. Uh, uh, collectively, we are sharing. We're yeah. not doing a good enough job because mm. New York Times, Glamour, CNN, Newsweek, New York Daily, Mother Jones, Politico USA, this is Twitter. These are not real evidence. Right, like and there lies the problem, right? Because right. I, I mean, totally, that's age I, old. With I'm using their own sources the against them. I'm trying to use their own mainstream articles to throw it back in the totally face. Get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I get that too. I, I get, I get what you're doing. Uh, I totally, and I do the same thing. I actually, I, I'll uh, be honest with you. I messed up with the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing. You're right. It was 2019. So I'm sitting here kicking myself. I'm not right about anything. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, two, the 2019 thing, it was, uh, he was cleared then. It was way before the vaccines and the all that stuff. So I was, I was, I, I had thought that he had something else that had come up during the lockdowns and during the, the vaccine rollout. I thought he had more allegations come up and then he changed his tune. So I, I was wrong about that. So I'm Well, it's totally it's totally possible he's being influenced by the people in his circle. Well, we I mean, can't he prove gets that. funding. We can't prove that. Yeah. So that's what that's where I'm well, in the he, wrong. Yeah, here. he could be peeing on people like R. Kelly. <laughs> right. I'll wait for the conviction. Um right. Right. you know. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut anybody off. I'm sorry, I get mm -hmm. passionate about this just because no, this I do good. have thousands of hours into the research on this. I mean that's I was like me with nine eleven, so I understand, believe yeah. me. Oh yeah, I'm like a I'm like a rookie probably compared to the people who were following 9/11 from the beginning because it was only years later that I I mean my dad would say that stuff like kind of yeah. flippantly like once in, in passing he didn't yeah. really get into it but I was like what what and it was only till idea, years though. later that I was like oh yeah. my god so I'm where people probably are with 9/11 or other conspiracy theories right. sometimes people come on my channel and they're like I already know all about this I don't want to talk about this. Like, no, that's no, no, the no, this is refreshing. No, it, it, like, it keeps John Henry from, you know, opening opening up and attacking me. So I appreciate this wholeheartedly. Well, oh, it, is that right? John Henry, attack us all. Go. No, no, no. Well, I don't appreciate you making that type of allegation, sir. That's, I'm a man of peace just, and love no, for I'm all. I'm just facing uh, pressure. I love all people. Yeah, what do you guys a great way they could have funded Neil deGrasse Tyson's opinions? Here's a great way they could have funded that, too. Let me just interject on that for one second. Mm -hmm. Like, one thing, look, he's already openly admitted he's on the spectrum. The second mm -hmm. thing is, you know, I think part of this is miscommunication, right? right? I mean, you have a woman come up and go, tell me your passion, and he looks at her dead in the eye and says, exploring your anus. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, my gosh. That's all. Wow, you said, you said that. <laughs> that, that's the right way. I like that. Put that on the. That's an opening line, huh? You want to get drinks? Autistics are loads of fun, and they're usually very good at math and science. So I don't know. I those those are the people we should have in in that field. Mm -hmm. no, I agree. I mean, he's he's obviously a brilliant man, with the exception that space isn't real. Um, but outside of that, oh, okay, oh snap, hey, hey, just six. pounding around here, guys, pounding around. Let's, let's look at that last uh, article. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to pull these thing. up, and uh, I'm going to go through them real quick and bookmark them all for the source list, Grace. But in particular, that last one right there, because that that I don't know if it's more bullshit or not, but about the propaganda and all that, and the one billion dollars to media. Oh yeah, uh, that was all the way down here. This is the WIO news one. Is this it? 
Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, Biden administration paid. Yeah, we talked about this. this is Biden's bounty uh, to promote COVID shot propaganda. Biden administration paid one billion dollars in media assets. Good people to- like Tyson. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying is it possible that what I'm showing you right now? Where did that fucking yeah. money go? Who got the PPP loans? Who gets to do media? Who gets to do appearances? Who gets to propagate the same lie over and over again? Who gets to lie by omission? Who gets to completely overlook natural immunity, the waning, the side effects, everything? It's all these oh, it's all these people. Is he connected to Tyson Chicken? I'm just wondering. No, I don't think so. Not, not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. not the greatest company there either. Like if you want to look into their background, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and their tie-ins with the Clintons and everything like that, and getting contracts and schools in the nineties. Gene editing, in fact, yeah, and I really quickly too. Uh, mm-hmm. The waning immunity, yeah, like they've known for a long time that the uh, benefits are only between, uh, you know, four weeks and maybe two months. They like since the jump. Um, and natural immunity is not a new concept at all. Their attempt to cover it up is, is false. And I, I posted uh, images from medical books uh, when people were starting to think that. So that, that was one of the most ignorant things I heard come out of this supposedly uh, trust, trust the science, which, by the way, I, I can't see if I'm my own screen right now, but this is my trust the science shirt from uh, the uh, oh, Dad Bod Society. Uh, <laughs> it's really the Dead Bug Society. <laughs> uh yeah they're they're a great t-shirt company I'll, I'll try to find the link they're a little bit on the down low though um so I i'm gonna, I'm gonna that. that's awesome the ladies, that's that's really cool it's the only kind of bathroom we have here but uh oh, yeah. i'll find that link when i get back <laughs> but um yeah it's it, for me now that we're pulling up a lot of these articles and thank you grace for submitting a lot of these you can see like the influence that somebody like neil degrasse tyson has been able to have during the pandemic and when it comes to vaccine hesitancy, which is a huge platform and reason for and the catalyst for all the censorship um, and and basically the suppression of information. Um, And then you get to see hands on what people have done. uh, Where is it? I think it was this one. Yeah. Where it says that Neil deGrasse Tyson convinces anti-vaxxer to get vaccinated. Like, what is somebody that has to deal with stars and cosmos and shit like that? And maybe talking about Uranus. What are they doing? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. Not a scientist or a doctor. What are they out to do this shit? Does it be? At what point does it become become reckless and reckless and wanton conduct? When you know, no, that at this juncture. Well, look at it. Look at his statement right here. Because of evidence that it's effective and safe. Very glad to hear that people got vaccinated. Because it it appears because of the evidence that it's effective and safe. Where's yeah, what the, about my what about my Jen, huh? Yeah, yeah. Where's the where's the bullshit? Where's the um the fact checker on that? Where's the little uh icon that I see next to all my shit on Spotify when we talk about COVID? Like where's that for him now? This is all experimental. So for him to just say it's totally safe, you know, yeah. give me a break. Yeah. It's it's it really is. It's clouding the information at least. You know, I hate to use their own term and say misinformation, you know, because I can't prove what he knew. You know, it's hard. It's hard to say that Neil deGrasse Tyson didn't know this, but with his dumb opinion matching up to all the other dumb opinions in media regarding this topic, like it's it just it's what leads me to believe that it's just him falling into lockstep. You know, him getting him getting uh, promos for his new documentary. I give him a lot of boosted in algorithms. Oh, I think yeah. he's a very intelligent guy, and I think he's more no intelligent than that. I'm giving him too much credit. Mm-hmm. But his. 
is a solution, though. We have to get people to, uh, you know, disregard this type of media and get, you know, empower them uh, because there are a lot of DYIers out there, thanks to you, Six, um, getting out the real information. Well, we are the DIY have to be media. More discerning. Well, and critical too. Like yeah, we started absolutely. up our whole thing like months ago. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. But if you're taking vaccine advice from Mariah Carey or Gwyneth Paltrow here, like those types of people, all the time. What about Pink, who literally mm -hmm. just got lambasted for having an actual Pfizer sponsorship on her posts on social media? Her wow. and one other person. Yeah, where she's talking about her decision to do that. And it literally says paid promotion by Pfizer. I'll, I'll find it. I saw it. those two. Yeah, and the other, that wild, was, a, was a guy too, right? Well, yeah. And this goes back into the Tavistock Institute stuff that we talked about on the Rock and Roll Conspiracy Party, Grace. Right here, this quote right here in, out of this article on Glamour. Presley receives a city polio shot. Read a New York Times headline on October 29th, 1956. Singer sets an example for teenagers. At the time, less than 1% of American teenagers were vaccinated against polio. And then six months later, more than 80% of young Americans were vaccinated. Eventually, polio was eliminated, they said, which is false. It was not eliminated. But um, yeah, that, that, that goes back to the, the influence campaigns that are out there, though. It's, it's an age-old thing where you have um, you know, popular media people come out and tell the public to do thing and lead, lead, do things and lead them in a certain direction. And it's manipulated. It, it's, it's, it was clearly used by the pharmaceutical companies and the government back then in that example. And it's the same now. Just, and also, it was the same era as payola and radio. You know, which if you wanted your your Elvis Presley single to be number one, it got spun every couple minutes because the company behind that paid for it. It was a marketing campaign. You know, so much so much of our influence from these celebrities and everything like that is is, is coordinated. Yeah, it's coordinated. You know, go all the way back to the Federalist Papers for that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For those who do not know, no Lisa, shit. can you explain the Federalist Papers, please? Oh, it's it was propaganda. Do you know that everything the anti-federalists said that they were worried about, uh, you know, the government uh, going to, you know, be tyrannical and all the evils have actually now come full circle. Imagine that. So what happened is, uh, my understanding, the Fed, you know, calling themselves the federalists, that uh, that that was a hijacked term, and they used the the name anti-federalist as a smear came smear campaign. Can you believe that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the history of of actual facts will show that people were conned into believing <laughs> that the that uh, buying into the Constitution. Uh, actually, it wasn't as unanimous as uh, people thought it was. Mm. It was rigged. Yeah, and our friend Vince Agnali has talked about that extensively too. If those of you out there that aren't familiar with his work, definitely go check out The Public Wheel and You and check out Vince Agnali on Substack. Uh, you also find us there too. Look for us under number six, uh, my name. We have each week's source list and monologue there for free. But um, yeah, moving on to- this is oh. like can I, can I just comment on what Lisa said? This is like yeah, yeah. not really related, but like kind of related. 
I realized in the shower this morning, um, the way that you said that, like, the uh, in, in politics, hijack another's term as, like, a psyop against them. Mm-hmm. I realized that uh, the, the left adopted the campaign of disinformation and misinformation because they couldn't say fake news. Yeah, absolutely. They couldn't use that term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or right. yeah. term. Yeah. I love it. And when you apply those oh, blanket terms, you don't have to demonstrate no, anything, right? Well, we have to give Donald Trump credit for that, though. That that was a big. No, we have to give his handlers credit for that. an important moment. Hold on, <laughs> she just said something nice about Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the first time in a long time. For There's me. something nice about oh, his he, handlers. He definitely his handlers a, 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 a framing hammer to the. Uh, he was the first to start putting cracks in the matrix in a long time. We were all kind of sleepy there. Uh, I, I have to go let my cat out. I heard he has tiny handlers. Design too. Like little elves. So my cat, talking about the Matrix, my cat just, my cat has never, ever in my, I've had, actually, I got her at the very beginning of the pandemic. This was a pandemic cat because like two months in, we were, my son and I were bored and we just were going to play with the puppies at the pound thing. And I walked home with the cat. Like I just fell in love with her right away because she, and I'm not a cat person. I hated cats before this, but she, the minute they opened the cage to be like, yeah, you can see this cat. She was like, I don't give a shit, right? She didn't care. And I was like, you're perfect. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I don't care. Wow. Leave me here to die or take me with you. I don't care. And so we fell in love. And um, she's never stolen table scraps, ever. And I guess we left the chicken wings on the, and I just saw a chicken wing on the floor. And so I'm like, I'm in a state of like, this shock. Oh, she um, knows the price of chicken wings right now. Like She's probably trying to flip that chicken oh. wing to other cats. Like, yo, I got something for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, she's a wicked hunter. She's an outdoor cat. I have her completely outdoor trained. She doesn't, I don't do cat boxes. So she's completely trained like a dog. Wow. Uh, but I have to go let her out because I, I don't know. That was like some sort of signal for either she's going to kill me or I have to kill her. It was like an aggressive thing. So I'm going to go let her out really quick. No Sorry problem. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, it's all good. Go let, let the cat well, loose. My cat was like a dog. So my cat would want me to play fetch. She she rocked. She was like my kid. Her name was Harley. She was my lucky black cat. Oh, I used no to have a friend that house. had a cat that would chase bottle caps. So when we'd get together and drink beers in college and stuff, we'd take the bottle cap off the bottle and like toss it across the room, and the cat would go and retrieve it and bring it back to us. Exactly. One of the coolest tricks. More impressed that the yeah. cat could could bring the bottle over. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, the cat was a shitty bartender. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, couldn't make a fucking cocktail to save her life. I know exactly. You say Manhattan, they give you a cosmopolitan cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long Island, nice tea. Yeah. Oh man, not that winning. My duh. favorite. That used to be my favorite. Oh, oh, you're from Massachusetts. John Henry and I have a very good friend that I used to watch drink all those Long Island iced teas, even out of a beer bong that they had at the one bar that we went to couple times opious amounts of long island gallons one would even say he was a legend yeah he is he a legend kind of like the uh andre the giant of our time yes of a white trash neighborhood yep absolutely oh. <laughs> but, but couldn't awesome. body slam anybody because he's all fucked up and broken you know who you are sir we love you yeah it's not me it's not me, it's not me. <laughs> right now he's going fuck my shoulder hurts you son of a bitch all right, so I'm trying to find where I started with the next one. And, oh, yeah, we're here. All right, so on to the next one of the big four. I'm sure this is going to be a fun topic for all of us to talk about. Let's talk about the World Economic Forum. I'm going to call this one the men that sold the world. And just starting off to remind people that we told you all years ago 
that they're going to try and make you eat the bugs, right? And we continuously, this is what we were just talking about when it comes to media campaigns, right? The platform. What, what's, what's the party platform? How do you know what the party platform is? Oh yeah, look to any major media source of information. And they'll all be saying the same thing at the same time, using the same verbiage, and they'll be pushing the same stories. Just like this one. Tastes just like real meat, it says. Beetle, beetle burgers to hit mass production to help feed the world. Well... What happened to Anthony? We are the world. We are the children. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. And this is the little video that people have denied over and over again to even exist when it talks about how you will own nothing and be happy with the World Economic Forum. What are their plans? And, and what sovereignty of uh, what power should they be granted over you? Because like if they don't represent you, if they're not elected representatives and they're making the types of decisions in your life that'll lead you to living in a pod and eating bugs. Um, where did you sign on for that? Where was that contract signing? Because I, I missed that segment. Um, town hall. And, and I'm going to get myself some cows. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, homesteading and that type of stuff. We'll talk about that in a second. But it says here that Klaus Schwab and George Soros, huge influencers when it comes to politics in our country and around the world, um, even banned from certain countries uh, because of so, like George Soros. Um, it says that they have bowed out of this year's well, World Economic sure. Forum conference. So did Gates. Wait, what, what's yeah. the date of that? Because I could have sworn I saw Klaus Schwab recently uh, talking no, about So Klaus Schwab was at a yep. separate conference, but did a speech uh -huh. from the other conference's stage for them to play at the World Economic Forum. Wow. Oh, what a douchebag move. This is <laughs> I thought baby. the same thing as I, you. I, was like, I just talked about this last night. So even his the people closest to him want him out. They're all vying for the position. They're like, you're 85, you're going to die. Give over the reins. Like, even the people around him fucking hate him and call it. They literally are quoted on records that he has a God complex and think that he is part of the 0.1%. Can't imagine how they would come up with that thought. Mm -hmm. hey, critical, critical, <laughs> right? uh, critical, real quick. Maybe it's when he that says, I will be your God. <laughs> yes. That's gross. With his nuts out of face. No, no, but real quick, uh, critical. Where can people find your, uh, your podcast and what time? Because uh, I went on at midnight thinking from the other day thinking because i missed it um and i'm not sure like just so people can um define your work and everything i don't mean to derail the show it's not derailing it it's promoting no chris she told us at the beginning we weren't allowed it's okay to that's okay no, no no so my username is as it's displayed and uh my username here critical thought with a one and a zero um and and then you can probably search the unadored too i've tried to get better at tagging things um but the truth of the matter is, I have no schedule. Uh, I'm beholden to no one at this time. Oh, okay, yeah, no, because I didn't know <laughs> because I went and checked. I wasn't sure. I thought there it might have been a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out a good time. But the truth of the matter is, like, I don't have really any time that belongs to me right now. Actually, now that like we're doing this right now, like I've thought about going to towards mornings, like, but it depends because I'm trying to get more work in the mornings too. So I don't want to prioritize this and then have that roll back you know what i mean so i'm, okay. I'm eventually there might be a schedule that works out or it might get more erratic i really don't know but i figure since it's all filmed for later people yeah. can come check in later and uh you know that's always how i followed podcasts is like either i catch it or i don't the concept of live streaming i love just because we can interact um yeah. i don't know if you guys have a chat open i love the whole concept of chat features too it's yes putting yeah. questions or thoughts and and then I can respond to that tied in to what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, I think that this is like the apex of 
technology. This is this is the kind of stuff that is positive for society versus um, you know some you know some of the stuff that's been coming out in the last decade. This is the kind of stuff that I think will bring people together. Um, you know, we don't need every single you know, when a corporate company is like, oh, we're going to have eight meetings a week on fucking Zoom. Well, obviously, everybody's blowing their brains out and trying to jack off and forgetting to turn their screen off. Jeffrey but, like, yes. People who are coming together to talk about things they care about um, intentionally, I, and that's, I think that that's a beautiful thing. And then other people can find, like, finding you guys was, I, that's part of why I can't shut up. I'm so excited because I, I've been stifled and, and silenced. And, you know, I don't find a lot of people who are even, interested in what I have, you know, some of the stuff that I've been researching for the past few years, let alone um, believe, it, like, well, it doesn't not, matter what I not, have to present to them. They're not, anymore, not going to listen. Yeah. You're not stifled anymore, what? my friend. Yeah, no, yeah. no that's, a, that's the point, right? It's like, let's build a community. And, and I think my role in that community is just maybe shedding a little bit of light on, uh, you know, I have a little bit of an idea of how these people think you know i've i've been flown around on private jets i have a little bit of insight into that mentality and uh i can tell you that uh if you want to win you have to uh you have to play the game on, on their their field um because they have a fuck ton more money they they have a fuck ton more ego and they have more positions of power because they invented those positions of power for themselves and we have no interest in doing that right the the sad thing about people with morality and uh, who actually care about people? Here's here's the the losing battle that you you have reality and you care about people. That's where you lose. Okay. Mm. So when you have a conscience, you're automatically bringing a knife to a gunfight. So you have to learn to sharpen your knife very very well and get very stealthy so that you can sneak up behind that sniper because that you will lose every time. It's it's no, we like this movement is Ukraine against Russia the institution right and people don't want to believe that but and, and potentially i don't know anything could happen i mean if you listen to my shit but it, hypothetically it could be taken down but you have to understand who you are where you stand and what you're trying to do and if you, you're trying to do this right you have to root out the corruption and in this case the corruption is flagrant terms and 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 clickbait bullshit uh the 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 pundit, Breitbart, whatever. It's great. We love it. It's fun. It's a good place to start. But if you use that against this machine, you will only further their mission, not your own, because those institutions are in place to get the clicks. They're not in place to propagate. And, and they do a good thing by starting the bunny trail, but that's not where that story can end if we want to actually win the battle for sovereignty and, and, and autonomy. You know, so, so, sorry. Rant. Well, well, no, but that's but why media excited. like this is so, so important right, because yeah. we can go in depth. Like you said, like instead of just getting a, a five minute read article and having that be your complete understanding of a topic, then nowadays people can go into conversations like this where you get into many more levels other than just the surface level understanding of something. And you can show full on documentation. You can show studies. You can show, you know, full documents and PDFs. You could show video evidence and things like we've done here on the show. 
And uh, one of the things that you brought up too about the aristocracy is is one of the next articles I had pulled from Substack, which is an, another great avenue for people to gain information here. Um, this is from John Rabino. This is things we should understand. The aristocracy is eating the peasants. And I was going to pose to the panel that, you know, because we're seeing this uh, World Economic Forum gathering, uh, the reason why we're seeing this type of push is because how do you create profit out of something that has basically come to be rather stable or static or just norm normative. Like whenever you have like something like a new technology, like a cell phone or, or the internet, right? The dot-com boom, for instance, is that you can have a big boom in something, but eventually that boom levels out. It becomes just everyday life. Well, how do you, how do you show profit to your stakeholders now, not stockholders, but how do you show, you know, that type of growth? Well, you take away from the pores, you make the poor pay more. You don't. You don't give them any extra benefits. You don't. You don't give them any extra shit. You just start scraping money off of them. And companies do the same exact thing. And a lot of this stuff reads exactly like a company's newsletter when you're going into like the ESG stuff. And we'll talk about that more when we get to uh, the Declaration of North America. But I wanted to bring up too that if if you look at uh, a speech like this, and this is uh, from Constantine uh, Kessin. I watched this this past week. When it talks about climate change and how people are affected by the propaganda of the World Economic Forum and making decisions in their life and education and the avenues that they pursue in science and technology, they're heavily influenced by things like the World Economic Forum's decisions. And these aren't decisions that involve you or I. We, again, we never signed on to give them any power whatsoever, but they hold massive amounts of power because of the wealth and also the, the conspiracy that they're all a part of. And it, it's right out in the open. They're all conspiring to do this to the world. They're telling us, frankly, flat out in videos like this one, again, that they're going to do this to us. They're, they're not, they're, they're telegraphing their punch and we're standing there watching the fists come to our face. And, and, and all the while, you know, with, with the W and I'll switch back to the panel for this. Illegally, so. by the way. Well, yeah. And just like, yes, all the, all the while, while doing this, like they are the people using the Hegelian dialectic. They have the solution, to all of these things already in place. These are things that have been decades in the works to switch off. Like when you mentioned Ukraine, I believe that the reason why we're involved in there at all, besides it's a great place to launder money is because it helps control the energy market of Europe and therefore the world. It also affects our currency because of the way our, our dollar is tied it's to. A, it's about what they have in the ground. Just like Afghanistan, that it's always about what the fuck is in the ground. Uh, Mr. Spook and I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Is that the Department of Energy has a higher security level uh, clearance level than even the president? They do not have to disclose their dealings with the president. The CIA does, the DOE doesn't, and and players like Klaus Schwab, as much he absolutely deserves to be exposed for the Nazi love child that he is, but ultimately it. You, he is in a way a distractor or a planned opposition once people start to once the true players start to catch on if they can if they can throw one of theirs under the bus as a fall guy and then go about their business they will they will allow that per it's like hunger games right throw them mm -hmm. to the, the the creatures and so that's now what klaus schwab is so so yeah we got to expose him but then we have to move back to the the true goal as that uh you know when you're looking at the WHO and the UN and the EU and uh, UNICEF. And uh, these are, we got to focus back, UNESCO, DOD, uh, 
DARPA. These are the true directionalities that we need to be looking. It's the the true public partnership. Somebody at the WEF level is basically, yes, they have money. They're a power player. They're, they're basically a campaign financer uh, mm-hmm. from the eyes of the people who really matter. At the end of the day, they're not shot callers. They're, they're, they're people at the, the, the banquets of the shot callers. Well, you and said so, the magic yes, word, bank. Exposed. Bank. You know, if you, if you said the magic word in sort of bank, the banks are all a part of this too. When you look yeah, at the racket like, yeah, and racketeering so, that I would call, and that's a Lisa question, maybe is this racketeering? The, the focus you know? from the WEF, which is this, this supposedly privatized institution, right? Ultimately, that's what they're bickering about right now is that who's going to take the reins because it's a private institution. It's not, it's not based on elections. Let's shift the focus back to the World Bank and the, what Nixon sold our, our, our money system to yep, trilateral know, years commission, ago and, and everything that happened after that and all the welfare systems in place and all the, 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 the thousand cuts that led to where we're at now with our debt and yep. our, our globalist economy. Um, let's look at the people who used private interest to exploit that system. Um, you know, it, it, it is an international sex ring except with money, right? These are yep. people who get off on money and power. Um, they really don't care about anything other than the fact that when they pull up their, their, their Rolls Royce on the tarmac, I've seen it, pull it, and they get to step directly into their plane and yeah. take off and have caviar served to them by a, a whoever, and then they get to They're land wherever, from. and they get to feel powerful in front of whoever, and they get the best table at wherever. They're really not they're really vapid, empty people who fly their jets, fly their jets to the <laughs> WEF. Yeah, to the climate change conference. Want, yeah, right? they fly their jets to five thousand jets to the climate they, change they, conference, folks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they love this. is This is where what people really have to understand. Okay, I, I've dealt with these narcissists and I worked in marketing. They love that you hate them. They love. That you hate them. Oh, they're heels. They they're like wrestling heels. They it's their they, job to get that hate, that heat, they call it. Yeah. Yes. They they think it's jealousy. They believe that you are they're, they're, they love that there's so much private attention and attraction towards them. Meanwhile, they, narcissism. These are the narcissist types yes. that the true agencies behind the scenes put in front of us for our entertainment. And so you have to peel back the onion one layer deeper and say, okay, who's funding this NGO? Okay, it's this guy. Who's funding that guy, though? Who's allowing him to keep an offshore bank account? Who's allowing him within the IRS to, to file that way? Who's allowing the IRS to function that way? The, these, When we peel it back, right, and it's kind of revolving because ultimately the legislation is based on uh, the, these, these cultural shifts or these economic shifts globally, but ultimately, it's always going to be about squeeze, 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 right? When you merge public and private, this is why I'm not a total laissez-faire, uh, uh, you know, privatist or capitalist. It's because I do believe in regulation. I believe in very fucking heavy regulation. I believe in hardcore competition between government and, and privatized companies. Hardcore competition. I'm talking about these are the people that should be outing the, each other on the news. These are the people that should be constantly investigating and outing each other. We want them fighting not us. And, and we have that, uh, we've had that for bits and pieces here and there. That's a beautiful system, uh, mm. but they should be completely separate. If government is to exist at all, if private, if the private market is to exist at all, they must be in competition for it to remain fair. Um, 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm ranting again. I'm ranting. No, I'm but I was going to say that that's that's the racket. That's what I'm talking about. Like when you have public and private going together, you have one side of the one team on the field, and the refs are part of one team together. Then, like you 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 have officially fucked the rest of the objectivity objectivity of the game by putting the referee uh, on the same team as, as one of the football teams on the field. In this example. And and what you're talking about too, when it comes to uh, fixed game. well, yeah, and and not just the fixed game, but you you look at the the influence peddling that's used there, you know, through money, uh, through exposure, uh, through getting uh, into movies. You know, Chris Graves, you could talk a lot about that that type of influence in the past with uh, our intelligence agencies and the, the banks and other people like that uh, pushing certain people to uh, be stars. Like why why do we, why we know certain names versus others. Um, is because you know about they, that butterfly life. The butterfly <laughs> life. Graves, yeah. I I love watching Chris Graves move around, and I love Lisa's facial reactions to whatever the hell is going on over mm -hmm. there. I it's so fun to have other people to look. at. <laughs> it's hard for Lisa to hold it in sometimes. She has so much. Uh, <laughs> no, so much it's delicious. I love yeah, it. No, and I, yeah, yeah. I apologize uh, for uh, turning the camera off so much. I have uh, other people around that are uh, a little shy and don't want to be a part of. Uh, no, I, I mean it. I, I enjoy it. I feel like I'm in the room with people. It makes it great. It's, uh, Those are Chris's invisible friends. <laughs> well, I was thinking yeah, about uh, like Chris. Chris had a pretty close up shot there. I was a little concerned what he was showing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? What did I? I got my pants on. <laughs> That's his friend Bessie Mentura. <laughs> yeah, style drink, yeah, drink. Oh man! But on the on the topic, I was going to say Nessie. <laughs> Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. He, I'm going to shut Nessie up. Nessie Ventura, baby. Nessie Ventura. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. You just gave me the greatest idea of a thumbnail yes. for that. Yes. Oh man! Yes, I can't. I already know what it is, and I can't wait to see it. I'm I... very pre-excited. Ah, oh, that is amazing. Thank you, Critical. But, um, yeah, to, to just to wrap up, you know, some what thoughts on. What does it mean to be pre-excited? And why are you so excited about this idea? Now anticipation, I'm okay. I didn't say premature excited. Yeah, I was going to say I premature. Am I going to be on the news in three years? Is some sort of ring being exposed here? Yeah. <laughs> yes, John Henry. There's very few people on Earth that I know that, it, that get as much joy out of fucking with their friends as John Henry. <laughs> He really appreciates I it. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I have a world championship belt in that shit. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, John a, Henry, do you have like a best prank that you've ever pulled on somebody? Because, like, I, oh, man. I don't live near my friends anymore, but I used to pull like pranks on my friends and family. You I have one? Me, I think being born. Right? So, yes. You know, best is really, really subjective. Yes, Chris, thank you. That was, that was actually on my parents, not on my friends. I mean, um, Love you. I don't know if I want to openly admit to what I might consider best because they're really <laughs> fucked up. Like, and it's surprising that these people are still. Well, here, with me. here's what I do on my podcast. So I, 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 I talk about a hypothetical other. Mm. Tell us about some hypothetical other that you knew that pulled a really crazy prank. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Y'all are really. You know that in order to buck the system, you have to actually buck a little bit, right? Yeah, but you can't you tell can't the system hide what your plan is. Entirely, you're already but, anonymous. Absolutely, hey, I'm Mom, a, we love this is my real name. Like I, this is my ugly mug, and I got nothing to hide. Secrets. I mean, I'd say that one of mine. Um, it deals with some illegality, I guess, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. We'll go with it. 
Um, I ordered pizzas uh, to other people in the neighborhood from Domino's in the 1990s and got fistfights started at the end. Oh, my God. You guys are really PC, aren't you? Oh, my God. This is cute. The the last guy I, I dated, uh, he, 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 he had prior felonies for arson. And so we had to, we had to have a nice long talk where we spilled all of our respective issues. And I was totally okay with it because he had good reasons. Yeah, the arson. Uh, Did you I, share uh, your prior felony is also a critical thought. Yeah, you yeah, I'm not going to do that here though. I accidentally did that in a podcast in a stream, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" and I had to delete it the next morning because it was literally me filming uh, compromising things too. Wow, John Henry, you know all about that, right? I no comment. comment. No, mine was um, I I was on a trip with some friends one time, and I brought with me some uh, gummy edibles, uh, THC edibles. Now these gummy edibles were provided to me by another friend. Marijuana is not a drug. <laughs> yeah. I'm dick for cocaine. I seen it. That's a drug. John Harry will too. <laughs> rest, rest in I peace, Bob them. Saget. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Bob Allegedly. Saget. But um, so these these handmade uh, things were to be consumed like partially, not in whole. So yeah, I, I was kidding. By the way, kids out there, they really are a drug. Like just eat the ear. They're fucking with some crazy shit out there. It's not like it was 10 years ago. It definitely ain't. Um, but uh, so we found that out too, the hard way, where I handed this uh, little gummy edible uh, that I had over to a friend of mine, and he proceeded to put the whole entire thing in his mouth, which I was later told because of the concentration of the home brew of it um, was about 200 milligrams. Now, the average person, 10 to 20 milligrams. How is that even possible? What? I'm just talking about like a mass square centimeter situation here i mean the average is 10 milligrams right there this is legal in certain states i've been in california colorado all that 10 milligrams is like one gummy typically or like Mm -hmm. they might spread it out into like a chocolate or a candy 200 milligrams into one edible i don't know that i it would have had to be a big fat gum like it had been it's the concentration yes stars of death is what he brags about how he what are you talking about you got fucking Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like at least 200 milligrams i think it might be 250 but it's just a small right. gummy edible i just think your homeboy ate face. the whole bag and he didn't want to admit it because he's a fat ass and so he oh no he is a, he he's a heavier gentleman because yeah, i've done that too so oh yeah i know it, it's candy it's when you like candy it's you should not be fucking with that stuff yeah yeah, well, he he unfortunately did, and I was sitting in the front seat. He was sitting in the back seat, and I turned around and handed it to him. And then, like, I took a bite of mine, and then turned around and said, "Oh, you might not want to eat that." Oh, and it was all in his mouth. He was already chewing it. So then, like, time goes by, and he starts giggling in the back seat. And then we pull into like a truck stop, and I go into the truck stop. And as usual, the the stall that I go into is overflowing for some reason. I always get the worst type of. Uh, bathroom uh events on on trips somehow Gross. but um at the end of the this the yeah, row of some serious like god hates you shit i've never had like i feel like oh, like yeah. oh hold on let's stop right there, there's critical. always a hold cleaning on. person there critical, how does that I need happen to clarify something yeah you, okay yep. i've known number six for a very long time he's my best friend mm. i can assure you god does not care for him yes if we went through the sequence of things in his life where when you talk about fucked up shit i've done to my friends let me tell you about fucked up shit I've watched my friends do to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be number six. 
Yeah, I own that championship well, I belt. I respect you even the more now, number six. It, it's I have actually that fucking, in my own area it is astounding. Some of the shit that's Thanks happened. Thanks for being a survivor. Oh, oh yes, oh, of much. But I mean, uh, we're talking for real near death shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Some of my fondest memories, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, so are I, you enjoying this vacation? Here's a pile of shit <laughs> just oh, to remind you. Ironic that, that you, you can't say escape vacation. Me. This actually happened. To the the biggest concentration of the, I'll, I'll give you a really short synopsis. The listeners have heard it before. Number six and I go to Hawaii for the first time. Uh, it starts off with uh, severe sun poisoning all over 90% of his body covered in blisters, uh, immediately followed up by sea urchin spikes uh, completely embedded in his hands and feet. Yes. Uh, also, after, hold on, I, this is in Hawaii, yep. and I'll finish with the, the, well, this isn't the finish yet, but it gets there. Uh, then a severe moped accident where he literally carved all of the skin off of an entire leg and foot. Uh, almost got ran over by a public bus. For that one, weren't you? This whole thing was on, on the same moment. trip. Critical. It was the same fucking week. Everything I'm telling you. Then said filleted leg got severe blood poisoning. Yes. <laughs> so that was just one of our vacations together. Yeah, I came. I came home looking like a refugee, pretty much. It, it was. It was I would say number six, but I don't know if that's appropriate given the circumstances. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson has some other entity you can start looking into. And here's yes. the fun part is there was not a single portion of that that was even 1% embellished. No. Every word of it was 100% accurate. Yeah. Uh, I did leave out the fact that I was popping the blisters on his back uh, oh. for him as a good friend. That was That's hungry. a true friend right there. Let me tell you, that, that was fucking gross. Stuff. But he also did it for me too because we both got fucking tore up. Oh. So if you guys ever wonder, listeners out there, How'd you guys get to know each other? Why are you so close? Ain't nothing like standing there popping blisters on your best friend in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. That blue wow. lidocaine Thanks. stuff. Yeah, that, was, that. that was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I almost licked my ex-boyfriend's boil one. He had this boil oh. that would develop oh, on his right. chest and it started oozing. And I went in by accident to start to lick it. And that's when Ooh. I knew I loved him. Uh, that's fucking... That's past love. You like okay. yeah, in, in all my... Wait, 30, 38 years. I, <laughs> my husband, that has never ever happened. <laughs> or licking boils and stuff. Yeah, don't be licking boils, people. Loyalty. Hey, I feel like that <laughs> was right in the same vein as number six and John Henry. It's that's love, man. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, now we know that uh, Chris Graves' Pornhub stream is fucked. <laughs> fucked. But uh, John Henry Spoil- also watched Spoil- a guy Spoil- lick my poison stuff. ivy uh, blisters one time too. That I that did, yeah. also happened. We're not talking whoa, whoa, whoa. minor this is right, what's the next Oh, yeah. You think I was bullshitting you? Jellyfish. Why the fuck would somebody lick your poison ivy? You can get poison ivy on your soft tissues and your throat. Why would you, who who thought that was a good idea? Uh, we did. Th- yeah, this this person That's wasn't serious uh, medical decision. <laughs> this is the kind of medical disinformation that we need yeah. to be exposing. Who told them that was a good idea? This same person told us that he cured his epilepsy with cocaine. So yeah, not the most reliable scientists that is, we this know. Is, this is my mission. This yeah. is this is my hill to die on. I'm just here to parse out these details. Okay, don't believe everything you read on fucking natural hippie mom does yoga and has a crystal up her ass. Now you tell me. Okay? Now you tell me. I've been searching that for years. You just hear I'm a crystal actually, fall to the floor on Graves' end? My amethyst is, is named Crystal Graves. Yes. 
I didn't say I'm pretty sure job. that's fatal if you get internal poison ivy. Like it's a thing. Like don't do it. I mean, this it. person didn't die. Recommend that we against know of. Zero this stars. We're not recommending. We're saying let's support decision making. The amount of cocaine probably sterilized the uh, and hilarious the whole nasal passages and throat of that person. Here's what you missed. Critical yeah. thought called us a bunch of pussies. Yes. I must have been like, no She's like, I live boils, pussies. I will say proudly and, and publicly <laughs> on this podcast, I do not believe in emasculation the same way I do not believe in demeaning females. Ooh. I believe that any female that demeans a male is guilty of the same crime that a male is guilty of when he demeans a female. It is equal. That is what equal rights means. And I would never intentionally demean a male. I tend to banter a lot uh, that seems to yeah, so John Henry, the uh, attention of male friends yeah. more easily than the attention of females because my females want to sit there and get uh, sugar-coated, pacified, and co-signed on their abusive relationships. That uh, doesn't really interest me. I, I'm sitting there talking about, do you want me to mark him? What are you asking me to do? Uh, and you know, so I, I figured I that out within friends. 30 seconds of watching your first video. Yeah. Like, if I there really are women like out there, yeah, seriously, it, it, let me give you some advice, okay? Men are easy. Don't fucking embarrass them in public. That's what you have to do. That's mm -hmm. it. It's a bunch of dumb animals, aren't we? So I have a follow-up question, <laughs> if I could, please. Okay, well, okay, and engage in like intelligent them. conversation. I'm sorry that that's such a given for me that I didn't feel that not every woman could do that, so I'm trying to be inclusive. You are. You are. No, I, I, I will attest to the bones out there, actually. Oh, wow. Very refreshing. Listen, I love it. I love the disclosure. All Put right, the but crystal I have a back in, question. Chris. This is, this is incredibly important to me. What was your boyfriend's response when you were going in for the boil lick? Yeah. Uh, at the time, like, in like, the he moment, say, he was you kind of, like, he kind of like, just was, like, <laughs> like, giggled, and then, uh, <laughs> I mean, later we laughed about it, but trust me, there there was a lot of sick shit going on in both directions there, so he had oh, no right. room to talk. I have a restraining order against him now, so oh, we're good. Well, that settles it. Yeah. I'm it surprised, got darker you know, on his end. when you started the story, I thought this love. was going to end in a fairy tale uh, ending. <laughs> no. This is, uh, <laughs> no, so he... he Actually, what's really ironic and sad and something that I still uh, lament about and something that ties into what we talked about earlier is that weekend. So the three days that I was down from the COVID shot, uh, and I'm not saying that this relationship should have survived. It shouldn't have. It was unhealthy, but it shouldn't have ended the way it did. And I literally was so incapacitated. I'm usually very responsive to the best of my ability, 24 hours type of person. I could and we were supposed to be moving in together. And I, I didn't even respond to a lot of what was going on in those couple of days to the point where he took it to such an extreme and thought that it was intentional that Whoa. that uh, then led to the events that earned him a restraining order because he just kind of lost his mind over it, thinking that I had disappeared. And uh, again, it was an unhealthy relationship and yeah. that's how it needed to end. It needed either the intervention of God or the state, whatever it, and right. that's, that's good. Uh, but it was a sad situation. Um, yeah. and it, it makes me think about, you know, how, how many fallout events did come from people who were, I, my, my son was quarantined like five or six times between two different schools, oh, uh, never was sick. Right. But you're talking about two weeks of quarantine, the amount of time that I lost on my end from work or school or whatever I was doing. 
and then the amount of time he lost and then the amount of stress that that derived in the home. Back in my old city, we had multiple reports uh, over the initial lockdown summer of parents killing their kids. We had so many young ODs. We had parent ODs. One, actually, two of my one of them wasn't so close, but one of my best friends in the world OD'd, and I went back out to visit, um, and I didn't know. Nobody told me. It, I just talked to him a week before, telling him I was going to come visit, and I I sat down. He owned a restaurant. I sat down in the seat, and I and I asked the waitress, "Can you can you bring him out?" And and her face just got really sullen, and she was like. I'm so sorry. Like he passed, and I and I thought they were fucking with me, and I was like, "What?" And like she's like, "No, yeah, he he passed," and and I had just talked to him about helping him kind of get out of this rut he'd gotten in because of all the slowed business. He couldn't pay his bills. He'd started falling back into drugs after being sober for so long, and I was trying to build him back up. I was like, "You're gonna be okay." Um, and it just it. I mean, you know, and he left behind yeah. two two girls and his uh ex-wife was already you know wayward ill whatever it's effectively the pandemic not only made orphans and illiterate children and and domestic violence and addicts and and drug you know drug uh, alcoholics and all these things that happen from this on top of the economy on top of the vaccinations right like so you know making sure that we're inclusive all those stories that's by design yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about that yeah. on the show in the past is when you look at it, you know, really, what is the result? What is the real damage of it? External of, yes, the the physical uh, impact of the illness. And, you know, it's even ch- kids being molested, right? Yeah. And, and like you, you basically cited all of it, man, alcoholism, relapse, drug abuse, ODs, domestic violence, because, you know, what happened, you're locked in your house, right? You're around people. You are losing your mind because the whole world shut down. How are you going to pay your fucking bills? Are you going to lose your house? Is it going to foreclose? Can you pay your car payment? Right. And who do you take that shit out on? You know, I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of us that, you know, they're flawed, you know, Hey man, if I'm having a rough day, sometimes I come home and I'm just not the nicest person. Well, now you make every day way more than rough, make it fucking painful and keep you in the same exact vicinity as that person. And you start to take that shit out on each other. I mean, it's fucking terrible. Well, and John really Henry, is, man, yeah, so much. Damage. It's natural. We all do it. And yeah. they, they, they sat there and pretended like they were driving home these wellness campaigns while yeah. they knew exactly that that was what was the, the fallout of their decisions. That the entire shutdown, all the well, vaccine, everything was a mistake from the get go. I knew after that first week off, I thought, okay, it's a week. It was right after spring break. I said, okay, it's a week. I don't know what's going on. I guess I'll work from home for a week, right? By the time they redeclared it, I knew immediately. I was like, this is sinister. I knew from the yeah. fucking get-go. And I was talking about it, and nobody, everybody treated me like I was crazy for a fucking year. And it drove me into a depression. And uh, it just, it just, it did. It changed people long-term, too, because now they lost trust in the system and the authority that they formerly had trust in, too. And that's going to take a long time to rebuild. You know, they, even mur- in they, Florida, mur- I they mean, murdered, murdered my future. So, yeah, like, like a lot of people. And fought her for big pharma, man. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no I, I'd really love to hear one day, uh, Chris and, and Lisa. I know you have personal stories tied to this. I'd love to hear off air one day uh, what those are. And if number six, John Henry, I, I want to hear these stories because, co- to be completely honest, I haven't heard them. 
I've mostly been like a numbers and data person and I can see from that that something's very wrong. Um, And just, you know, being able to take an article that I saw a year ago from the FDA website and then how it's been doctored and changed even in the course of a year and how their policies have been changed. That's the kind of stuff that I am. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's no, that's unprecedented. That's bad. I would argue that that stuff happens because of institutional capture. That there is corruption at play there from, you know, people that we've talked about, like the banks and conglomerates, World Economic Forum and other people like that, because they're all on the same platform. They, all the companies, they share the same newsletter, basically. Well, now, and moving on to the next of the big four, now it's part of us. Now it's part of the Declaration of North America. Now our DNA and what do the so-called vaccines do, apparently? I mean, maybe it's speculation. Yeah, everybody, everybody the can, we, can we all vomit together on camera for, for the camera? Blah. Circle jerk. Yeah. Blah. Vomit edition. Like, yeah. Vomit up the pus of the DNA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and you just, uh, you can tell right away when you look here, you, do you see this on uh, Target's newsletter for their employees, maybe? Do you see this on Apple's? Or Microsoft's the diversity, equity, and inclusion, the climate change and the environment, competitiveness, which is basically rigging the system, and migration and development, which again is rigging the system uh, just in the labor market, the control of our health like we just talked about, that health is a platform between nations like that, group health, and, and the fallacy of group rights and the elimination thereof of individual rights because of that, and then also security and the security state. Because if there's a danger out there, if there's a heckin' danger, well, then you bet we have to do something about it. And if that means locking you in your in your house or not being able to let you see your son or your loved ones, you know, passing away in a hospital without being able to see you to say goodbye, um, as as many did. Um, you know, we look at uh, the fruit of Trump's USC, USMCA. It says here the White House issued Declaration of North America. So when we talked about the Uniparty and everything sort of being handed off to one side or the other, but the same old shit keeps happening, folks. Yes, this started in, in the Trump uh, era, too, of all the accomplishments uh, that he has, has made that people now are looking back on and finding out they weren't such great accomplishments. And then also, uh, I pulled this one from the Center for Immigration Studies about the Declaration of North America and how it goes towards our border security and sovereignty. Because the question is then, is that where does our sovereignty lie uh, in these partnerships between other nations? Like, how are we prioritized? Um, And then if you look at, uh, John Henry, you just sent me this, I believe. Uh, If you look at who's getting to make those priorities, who our selected uh, representatives there are, this fucking creepy guy. This is our representative. This is our selected representative that's out there making these deals for us. You trust this creepy fuck to do right by you? Like I, I don't want a president well, do you anymore. Really know this who is. He is? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna go back to uh, whether they're grabbing pussies or sniffing sniffing people. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd rather focus on the fact that he completely destroyed our fucking country. Yes. Yes. But it, it, but it's all part of the same. It's all part of the same cookie. You know, if you're focusing on one of the chocolate chips inside of it, like that's fine. But the whole or cookie is, turds. yeah. But the whole, yes. Right. It, it, I, I hope to be. I hope we have a revolution, though, because their mindset of anybody who is, I'm not even going to say conservative, Republican, whatever. It's just not woke left, right? Not like neoliberal, like far left. Yeah. They're extremists too, right? Yeah. This, I've talked about this. Is that the there's a far right extreme, right? 
Yeah. What's the le- the far left extremist? It mm-hmm. is this. It's 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 this this thing they've created where we're constantly just monitoring and just fitting into this fucking model, and the model isn't even good. And it and it, it's not it's not what they say. It's it's such a fucking psyop that it's crazy. The only possible explanation Psy-op, is that exactly. it's for the purpose of destabilization. Yeah. Okay, so if that's the far left extremism, right? Just like you have mm-hmm. your far right uh, factions, whatever that are there for destabilization. You got your neocons and you got yeah, yeah. just yeah, dissonance, like just like we crazy. are. Yeah. People who think that they have to be like multiple automatic weapons when they leave the house. Okay. These are the ends of the spectrum, but people just think that because this one has a, a pretty flag on it and, and some pins and some blue hair that it, it, it can't possibly be harmful because it calls itself a marshmallow unicorn rainbow fluff and it doesn't want to go to the right prison or whatever. Right, oh, it John must Henry. be nice. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, like that is still extremism. Okay. And, and, and we have to all come to the middle and, and for this to work, what the conservative uh, liberty, I'm more in the libertarian, mm-hmm. I'm almost in the anarchist school thought at this point, but I'm I'm in my own category. I've voted across the aisle, all over the place. Trump was the first presidential uh, Republican I ever put down on my ballot. And, and I'll say, I'll tell everybody how I voted every year. And this, this last midterm was the first time I voted down ballot Republican because I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I know it has to change. And I know y'all are corrupt too, but I just know I need something fucking different than what the hell is going on. Whoever is against you is my friend right now. Well, they, and they but made, they generally, made the conspiracy theory uh, candidate, if you remember correctly, that was Cambridge Analytica. That was all about psychological warfare. Yeah, you know what's funny too is I was working with a company who was uh, like basically partners with Cambridge Analytica, and they were about to adopt some of the same practices in terms of geofencing and the type of marketing that they were doing. And uh, and I was even like, oh, wow, this is like really cutting edge, like the concept that you can like really tap into a user's data and like use that to tailor them because they were already doing like mass marketing based on, for example, when you go to the DMV and you get a, a vanity plate. OK, if you get a vanity plate that says this sports team or save the dolphins or whatever, uh, police of America. That data is even if from the state level is being released to private marketing companies to put them put you in their CRM data software s- service so that they can mass mail you uh, candidate uh, information with a custom letter made by marketing companies like the one I've worked for so that they tailor. Oh, you want to save the trees? OK, well, th- this is this candidate's opinion on the trees. You want to um, increase revenue in this area? Well, you're a small business owner because I saw your plate. So they had, they already had mechanisms in place. Now consider, okay, now we can tap into every level of your data and do the same thing and track your movements and track your health data, all this shit, right? I mean, it's exponential. And with the smart meters too, they can tell you what, well, they can tell what, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, how much utility. energy you're using, yeah. right? Like it goes so far beyond what people can actually comprehend the level of data that they're using. And because people don't speak the language, right? We can't all speak JavaScript, HTML, whatever, whatever, uh, Python that they're using. Oh, so, so we don't see anything there, but they see it. And, and I... I was the same way. I was like proponent vaccine. I was like, this could be good, right? And it was the CEO who I consider a narcissist, right? Private jet type, who actually they were like, no, actually, I think this is bad because, and it wasn't for moral reasons, but their point was that I think that this actually cuts out a large part of our market because now we're doing such targeted marketing 
that we're actually limiting the amount of information that that consumer might take in. Maybe they change their mind. Maybe they're a truck person now, even though they always drove a Prius. You know, maybe they're a Prius person now, even though they, I think we're actually cutting out a part of our market when we tailor it that deeply. Now it becomes just we're it's an echo chamber, right? But the, the, and and they were right, and they're still a successful person. They've had struggles, but they're still multimillionaire uh, because they stuck to their model and and they they deal with general integrity in that it's space like with, it's like with the algorithms uh, tailoring uh, what news you're going to get well, based you, on where you've right. visited. you brought up something this brilliant there the model, critical this is the model across the board now right mm -hmm. it, it just got wings and it flew off right and there's a few companies like his that are still kind of just go i i deal with organic marketing i literally print out the the flyer the marketing the thing and i make it with a little treat or something and i will hand deliver it to people or mail it so I understand organic marketing and word of mouth, but mm -hmm. generally it now it's, it is at the PSYOP level where it's, we're just going to already infiltrate systems we've created for you. And when they get to the metaverse level of that, it's going to be inconceivable because now you're going to be, it's just going to be now the government money. Fakes, and things like that during campaigns. Yep. Yeah. They're going to basically erase what money actually stands for. So that they can just operate outside the system in a in an oligarchian. Uh, you've been inducted into the system, yep. familial monarchy, whatever. We call it the global uh, corporatist oligarchy have. here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like uh, number six, your Klaus Schwab, right? That you brought mm -hmm. up, it, and then even he, you know, he's getting thrown under the bus by his people. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like getting peered out rather mm -hmm. than because there really well, isn't going to be. That system of money anymore we're all going to be they're going to try to get people into this cyber digital uh, consumer space where basically they really don't need anything other than a toilet and uh and well, basic nutrition and they right? don't need people and to manage those systems those systems will be managed by ai those decisions will be made by ai so in order to get ai to sort of get with human behavior because human behavior is so random right like what you what you expressed earlier about how the growth could possibly be greater if the technology was utilized properly but the way it's being utilized now is to make people more malleable and more susceptible to influence so that they stay within that particular box so you control the rate of growth and you can watch it and you can predict it and that way the stakeholders can bet on the predictable the predictable behavior of us because they can keep information from us. They can keep us ignorant and stupid and, and, and force us into doing things because of that. Um, so when you have an AI program, it's really hard to, you know, for it to predict that I'm going to say rubber baby buggy bumpers right now. Right. But if it knows like what I'm into or something like that, and it knows that I talk about politics, it'll most likely come up with the fact that I'm going to talk about Trump and or Biden, you know, when it searches for those I, I terms. I have to say, I think I'm, I'm sorry to burst your bubble number six, but I think it's way deeper than that. It's, it's well, at the point where it's going to be a forced option. Similar to think about when you download an app that mm -hmm. you find really appealing. You're, I just downloaded an app that scans coins because yeah. we have a lot of like, you know, historic coins and I wanted to, okay, what are these worth, right? It, the What happens right when you sign up, right? There's an option to subscribe, buy it now, right? Most people don't know. You can click out of that and hypothetically still use the free features, but mm -hmm. everything you click, right? Upgrade, upgrade if you want the next level, upgrade, right? That's the new model of, it's a forced decision. We already know what you need and mm -hmm. it's go they, they can keep lowering the bar till it's, it's at the level of food, right? This wow. is why I got my son off video games, iPad. I totally did away with all that, 
over a year ago. I commend you for that. We've been so much happier since. He's been so much smarter since. It's beautiful. And more emotionally stable, properly. You know, probably. I remember like just losing my shit over video games as a kid because we had one TV, and if I was on that TV playing it, and my mom turned that shit off in the middle of a level, I'd lose my mind. We'd get into knockdown, drag out arguments over it. And what are they training them to do, right? So, because this this is when I really started to notice a problem, especially being having background in marketing. Oh, we've talked about He's that too. He's coming to me yeah. asking, "Can you buy me a Minecraft coin or Dodge coin or whatever the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these coins or what is this the game where the, it's like Hunger Games, but it's they have funny suits and they go on an island and kill each other? Oh, the kids game." Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's not Minecraft. Uh, Fortnite. If Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite when they build things. Yeah. Nightbucks, whatever mm-hmm. that is, like yeah. the Nightbucks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, they 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 get kids to believe that if they can put in real money, they can buy digital assets that don't actually mean anything in the real world. Yep. So they're literally they training their brain from the age of five, six years old, who knows what, how early people put them on these games. Getting them used to the control that they won't have access to those assets. Like that that they won't have access to natural resources. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lisa, yeah, so so I don't necessarily disagree with you that the NFTs, this is is the grown up generation of of believing that uh, your Fortnite bucks or whatever actually means something. But I had to really explain to him and almost unindoctrinate him from that for the short time he was on that. And his friends were coming and saying, oh, I want Roblox or Robux, whatever. Yep. Skylanders before that and all that stuff. Yeah. And I I said, we're done with this because this is And I was like, I I don't know how to unthink that thought. But it was actually relatively quick to Mm -hmm. get him to understand that you hand over uh, something that you actually worked for because he works for his money. He has Mm -hmm. to do around the house and something that you actually spent your time that you can't get back on and you exchange it for something that doesn't exist yeah um that that's a dangerous model but we do it more and more every day right even when we subscribe like we moved from a purchasing an object model like if you buy an app that's like you're done you bought that app it's good that's your software that's your cd that's your music now that's your movie now right and everybody thought oh that's so antiquated with the subscription softwares right now the truth is is that we've been we've been conned we've been duped because now i can't click on spotify and and without listening to ads it it, actually they control and they're selling my data right so we don't get the product anymore the only way that we're valuable to them is if we we promise ourselves to them for life right and if you add up these subscriptions that people do people brush it off like it's a joke i'm like i'm i'm sorry but if you have three five dollar subscriptions from the entire course of your lifetime that that could have been a house. So yeah. you can laugh all you want. That's but, why we really uh, don't they, do paywalls here. You know, we don't do paywalls here at the New Prisoners because of stuff like that. Because I want this information to be open and free to the public. It's hard enough to get here. Like you said, it's hard enough to even find each other. To know that other people like us that dig into these types of third rail topics are even out there and have a community. Let alone put it, put up a barrier for you know other people that can't access it because of things. But speaking about that was up, like Dave McGowan. It's like my uh, the guy I looked up to. Hell yeah, dude! Pretty much killed. He his whole website was uh, not behind a paywall, and a lot of these conspiracy researchers back in the day would make it so you had to pay uh, a subscription. 
Well, whatever. and I talked to our good friend Angry Tiger of Knights of the Storm last night a little bit about this topic of just like natural law and natural resources. Yeah. Like when you're, they're keeping you sort of in this virtual space where you own nothing, um, you also don't have control over the natural world at all. And that's a big part of the ESG. The environmental part of it is first. So if you look at the suppression of information about this uh, declaration of North America or DNA garbage, um, it ultimately leads to something like this which is the control of resources. So now we're starting to see in our country water rationing and water being cut off between cities. And you could see water wars in between towns. When you talk about like how um, the, the fallacy of getting rid of the electoral college will solve our problems with the elections, um, having a, a more populous um, type of community next to you that has a, a great water demand versus your small little farming town Who's going to win that argument? Is it going to be the populous town that has all those people there demanding water? Or is it going to be you and your, and your homestead? Like this, is, when, we, when we talk about individualism and we talk about having control over your physical space here on the show, like that's one of the biggest things of the future is that not only you, you're not going to have, you're going to have a CBDC, you're going to live in a social credit system, but the ESG, the environmental, social, and governmental policies of these companies, these banks, and these governments now that are all sharing the same platform in lockstep, which has been planned for fucking decades, folks. That, that in the future, your water, your access to sunlight, take nothing for granted. Your air, take nothing for granted of what they could monetize and manipulate and racketeer. How long ago, how long ago did, uh, was it California who made it illegal to collect your freaking rainwater? Yeah, oh, they, it wouldn't shock me at all with California regulations. Like what isn't regulated in California? Yes, yeah. yeah, but here, here right. here's the side up, guys. Let me remind you. It can't be illegal to collect rainwater. It can't be illegal to go to the beach. It can't be illegal to use your natural resources. Right? It can't be illegal to breathe. It can't be illegal to use energy and to eat. So the fact that they made you believe that that's possible is the goal. It's not possible. And we have the right to destroy anybody who makes us believe that we don't have the right to live. Okay, so that that is a God-given or a universe-given right. They do not have those powers. They don't have those powers. Don't ever let them get make you get to that level where you think that they can regulate or have power over that. Okay, that's the that is the psyop, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, it ha- may have growing pains. Okay, uh, it didn't work when we stormed the Capitol. Okay, it's it's hard to write letters to congressmen, right? That there's always a way. If they're working through psychological means, then we fight back harder with that, right? In my belief, in my opinion, it's not that you will own nothing and you'll be happy. What the true goal is, you will know nothing and you'll be happy. Guess what? I can go down to Lowe's right now and buy all the gardening supplies if I want. If I don't actually understand how to make those plants turn into my food, then I'm fucked, right? And the average American doesn't. The average even American prepper, I speak to people all the time who have materials and things uh, in their presence. I I know people who uh, have weapons and you know galore. And I've watched them load a weapon. I'm like, you don't even understand your weapon, do you? Like, you don't even understand uh, anything about it. Like, I mean, even I, I've been shooting a long time and I don't understand properly how to sight in a red dot sight, right? And I had to get help at the range for that recently, right? I had to accept my limitations and get help for that. The average American is not lacking in stuff. We have an abundance of stuff. We have an abundance of fat and food. We have all that, right? And they're perfectly happy 
to keep all the stuff in the food. But not stabilization braces for our firearms anymore because of stupid laws like that. Yeah. People forget the firearms Mm -hmm. don't work without the ammunition. Oh, yeah, too. Plus, who's taking over the ammunition? They don't work without Mm -hmm. the knowledge. Most people miss their target. Okay. Well, that, yeah. You have to have training knowledge. And that, that's why I keep pushing people back yeah. into the data and the actually reading and getting that information or, pod, you know, watching YouTube. These things are what they're going to take away. The Fahrenheit 451 is going to happen before Brave New World, before uh, 1984. Okay. Right. That's the oh, yeah. sequence. It's get much easier to get us with comfort. It already is. The safe. Fahrenheit 451 thing, the censorship. Like, uh, I'm still shadow banned. And all I did was do a video mm-hmm. on Operation Northwoods. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you shadow banned? On Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Heavily. You mentioned, oh, okay. So Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We even, I, I think Elon Musk is a shill. I wrote a, if you guys go back and watch the video. He's the Donald Trump for the technology. He's another puppet, in my opinion. Oh, I called him out yeah. way long ago. And it's so disappointing because look who's, uh, you know, propping him up. But for air quotes, conservatives. It's disgusting. Well, conservative ink. Have you guys yeah. ever seen the, the movie Contact? Media. Yes, oh, with Jodie Foster, Foster yeah. Matthew McConaughey, and the, the private guy who buys the the base the basically the the military funded uh, space program dude, yeah. mm-hmm. and he he talks and sounds like Klaus Schwabi, right? That's yeah. Elon Musk. I know yeah. people oh, don't want to believe this, but they will prop up the people who are young and fetching to to do this. Uh, and, and I believe he is controlled opposition. I believe he's a cool he- guy. He's a cool girlfriend. They've done cool things. He's a yeah, he's but, cool that's all, no, no, but no, no, but hear me out. Hear me out. I've, I've looked into this. He's a nerd banker who came I'm, out of nowhere. Well, here's the thing. Look at this. Facebook, right? Zuckerberg, he acts like a robot when he goes to testify, all that crap, right? The movie, what? The social network was yeah. like his backstory, right? Yeah. Well, in actuality, Facebook was lifelog. Pentagon's program life log that went offline the day that Facebook went live. Mm-hmm. I believe Zuck yeah. was recruited and that kind right. of leads into my next to the big four. And um, Bill Gates as well. His backstory. 100%. All he did was steal a bunch of the software, right? And Elon's, well, Elon's family a, uh, was kicked out of a country yeah. for trying to establish a technocracy. That's something that David Knight's uh, gone over a bunch of times on his right. show too. And the only money he made was from government subsidies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Chosen. You know, he was chosen to have that kind of influence. And that, that's what I wanted to get onto for the last, I, John Henry, you brought up a, a black mirror episode. Do you want to tell people about that quickly before we move on? Is that related uh, to this? Yeah. It's just exactly what uh, critical thought was describing. Mm-hmm. So if you guys watch that, that's actually the second one in the whole entire series where you never really know where these people live. Uh, they're just in a cube. They have digital screens everywhere. Tells them when to wake up. Um, and they can earn credits for different things, but it's all meaningless. There's no actual intrinsic value. So if you want to see the direction old Klaus, she's pushing us in, uh, I would recommend watching Black Mirror, 15 million merits. All right. And um, that show freaks the fucking hell out of me because it really is. Whoever true. wrote the, the, the true content <laughs> for that show knows exactly what the hell is coming, dude. And there were some yeah. cool elements of it. I really like the pedo episode where they, they made the pedos kill each other. Or one that got arrested. Have you ever heard but, of the uh, concept of predictive programming? Critical. Yes, and the CIA has a liaison to Hollywood. And X Files creator Chris Carter came out and said that they would feed them plot details and full blown plots for a lot of their episodes that ended up uh, having some things in reality come to pass. Yeah, the creepy guy that could reach through the vents and grab you and stuff. That was based on Adam Schiff. 
the Lone Gunman pilot spinoff. Basically, if you watch that, mirrors a lot of the things that happened six months later on 9-11. Sorry, Six, what did you say? No, I was saying that that the creepy uh, guy that reaches through the vents and grabs you from X-Files, that that character was based on Adam Schiff. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to get that uh, last little link that you sent over. This is 150,000 households needed help for the first time with rising food and energy I'm going to need you all to go back to my uh, origin of Elon Musk video just so you all can comment everything you know about Elon Musk. Because yes. I'm going to do a deeper dive on that. Because like you're I looking have my back on our episodes, I have to, I'm still going through your old episodes too. There's only so yeah. many hours, but yeah, I definitely will. Oh, I know, I know. And I don't, yeah. This is like a three-minute video that I made though, like of basically an artistic rendition of what I think of Elon Musk. And I had, I, if you ever go back and watch his old interviews from when he was discovered, you'll kind of get it more, mm. but like, I would love like some actual documented info. Cause I've never deep dived on that, but yeah, I, oh. he, I believe he was basically, yep. uh, installed or propped or even just acting on his own to institute a lot of the changes that we're seeing now. And he, he has a genius grasp on how to uh, manipulate and sway the public, um, uh, I don't think he's even necessarily evil. He's just, he's almost like uh, the troll of the globalist world. Uh, like, of course he's likable, right? But like, what are his goals? Mm-hmm. And that that's what scares me is that he's never actually willing to talk about what's sustainable. He knows that even if we mined all the silica out of the ground and made everybody an electric car, we'd be out by what, 2028 is the estimate. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> You know, he's never willing to talk about the real stuff. He's a distractor. And I don't understand my my theory with I was amazed that so many conservatives went back to Twitter. Uh, I was like, why are you doing that? Like, you're all going to go back there where they want you so that they can monitor your interaction. You give them your bank card number. What are you doing? So like that, those are the kind of things that make me. um you know, sometimes feels like I'm still ostracized or like a little too Ted Kaczynski for the world because I'm like, what y'all say that you're willing to act you and expose. Up, but I mean, you're you have an office. You don't have it. a cave filled with women's shoes or whatever. So you're doing better than, than Ted was. Yeah. A cave yeah. filled with women's shoes. I think that was the uh, that was the other guy, the guy with the, near the campsite. Oh, Grace probably knows that story. <laughs> Al Bundy of the uh, yeah Al Bundy <laughs> of the bombing uh, yeah the bombing. Al Bundy okay okay, the, okay. The, the no man, like, the no man bombings I because yeah. <laughs> it's like his flavor he was more like keeping homemade fertilizer in his house oh man well you know what he's a product of Harvard as well in the LSD experiments but we won't go into that today yeah <laughs> and we'll definitely get into that deep dive on Elon that would be a fun special to do with you critical if we could bring you back and just jump into that stuff uh, together that'd be fun that um, would be awesome now I do have unfortunate news from our own John Henry um, he is feeling quite ill this morning as he told us off air so he's gonna go try and get himself better and he says thanks for everything and he'll talk to you guys later uh, so he's gonna go get his shit in gear uh, but um, what I was gonna- love you John Henry. Yeah, we love you, brother. I uh, hope you feel better. So uh, I was going to bring this up at the last of the big four, talking about predictive programming and psyops and other things like we've been doing. Let's talk about the race hoax. Let's talk about Sheila Jackson Lee wanting to criminalize speech, it says, of white people. Um, it goes on here to say that Rep. Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat of Texas, introduced a bill to fight white supremacy by criminalizing hate speech. 
We talked about this a lot on the program in the past, uh, hate speech, how you loosely define something like that and use that vague or blanket term to just throw over anything that you don't like speech wise. So then it could be criminalized. Uh, so we see that happening. But what I was going to bring up here is not talking so much about this bill because I doubt that it'll pass. And I doubt that any public Republicans of any significance will really do anything about it either. But um I was on a great Twitter spaces. We were talking about how Twitter's a fucked up place. There is still, still some redeeming qualities of it that I've found. And it's through finding and networking with some other people, uh, like this person, Cuervo, who had me on his spaces to talk about um, the uh, different bills that were trying to be passed after January 6th. So when you look at something like an incident, like a 9-11, and then the Patriot Act afterwards, those were plans that were in place yep. for a very long time beforehand. And Joe Biden actually, uh, he, 100%, he, brother. he couldn't wait yep. to brag about how he wrote the Patriot Act. Act I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt with breaking news really quick, and then oh. I promise I'll shut up. No, 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 please. Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Whoa, that's that a shocker. Eventually. Yeah. Wow. Justice. Oh, hey, it only charged. We'll, we'll see We'll see what happens barely, in the legal barely system. Barely justice, but yeah. much better than they were going for it. Yeah, much better than walking away free, I guess. But um, I, well, uh, yeah, I went back and forth. All right, let's talk about this racist bitch now. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say. Up. Yeah, well, if you look at the <laughs> if you look at the origination of things yeah. like that, right? If you look at the origination of yeah. you know, what happened with the Patriot Act, like you brought up there, Chris, and you brought that up on in past episodes too about yeah, Biden. Joe Biden brags about it. Is that he wrote it? But where does Joe Biden get those ideas? Joe Biden gets those ideas from think tanks like George Washington University. So this is what I was able to bring up on the spaces. This is some of the work that our friend Gary McBride um, has yeah. done and include us into on what happened after January 6th because of the plans that have been in place for a very long time concerning domestic terrorism and domestic terrorism bills. Uh, where the verbiage comes from, the think tank like George Washington University, passing along that those same uh you know, clickbait or um, you know buzz terms that they use um, in, in the mainstream media and the Democrats and the left and all of our news you know, conglomerated news media. Um, those terms, though, are applied to people like Nick Fuentes. And wow. when when you have people like Nick Fuentes that we've talked about here in the past on the show receiving what a bit a couple hundreds of thousands hundreds of dollars of thousands of dollars from a French. Financier that killed himself shortly after, and I know this is from the ADL on January sixth. Yes, and people didn't even notice that. Now it says though that Nick Fuentes first gained widespread. The reason why I picked this up is it says here Nick Fuentes first gained widespread notoriety in 2017 when he left Boston University after he reported receiving threats tied to his attendance at the white supremacist Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. So another flashpoint another event that could have been manipulated infiltrated staged even at certain times right can't make certain yeah, accusations yeah. right because we don't want to get sued for a trillion dollars but yeah, yeah. what i'm saying though is that what graves brought up before about zuckerberg and these other people i would pose who the, says i don't want to get sued for a trillion dollars yeah I'll say everything. <laughs> i'm terrorist depart paramilitia missile I'm sorry, uh, Miss Jones. Yeah. DHS, FBI, CIA. I I invite them to my channel so they actually have to listen through my entire rhetoric and decide if it's actually uh, admissible in court. That's what we all should be doing. We should be overwhelming the DHS's uh, 
tag wording of the citizens of this this country. That's what we should be doing. We should be doing. We should be confusing the fuck out of their algorithms. And that's why I love to Mm -hmm. see that the new faces of white supremacy are like Mexican or black people, yeah, people and all sorts of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. gonna break the fucking internet on (laughs) their end, and I love it. I'm glad you brought up. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a story that I haven't ever, uh, I haven't said before. Doesn't involve boils, right? <laughs> well, obviously, um, well, I had been tweeting about something on Twitter. I don't know if it was about J6 or whatever, but um, I called someone an asswipe and I got a voicemail <laughs> from this guy supposedly saying he was from the Department of Defense yelling at me saying that I can't do that, called people from the Department of Defense asswipes. And I said, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember calling any specific person from the DOD or asswipe. <laughs> you have every fucking right to do that, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I bring this stuff up with Fuentes, though, is that I believe that these people are like Judas goats, that these people are the, the ones that we're supposed to place all of our like shame and anger on and, and sins on. You know, we we cast our sins onto Nick Fuentes because he's he's the bad guy white supremacist that we should be chasing down and going after. And all those people out there that are just spewing shit on the on air and talking about dumb topics and racist shit and all that other stuff too. They we get lumped into that, don't we, Chris? Like we always get pulled into that. They always try and smear us with the they shit that the these Jews, other people uh, produce. Jews run the world, and they, uh-huh. they do everything. Or the Vatican, they, it's the same script, but yeah. different groups. It's so, all divided. So I have, a peel, I have a feeling that these people are recruited to do so. They're recruited to take these positions and smear us. This is how we can fight back with psyops. You say save the environment. Mm-hmm. You post a picture of a fucking panda, and then you hashtag it. Jews run the world. <laughs> you see on my page? <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, they do not run the world. Uh, I've dealt with that with the nine eleven. I'm telling you, this is the only truth. way we're going to win because mm-hmm. it is right. the AI that's making the decisions. Actually, Mr. Spook, he's such a fascinating person. If you guys ever, if I get my audio straight and right or you guys could actually hear him without being like annoyed by the poor audio, <laughs> he's 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 so fucking brilliant and he has a lot of background and. He the first time he said this to me like six months ago, I, I thought he, it was even a little far out for him. But he said, I think that at this point, the AI is actually dictating the mockingbird. Me, like, I don't even think that it's like some people dictating to the yeah, news. Yeah, it's not a think tank, it's an AI program. He actually, yep. they're getting their news feed from mm-hmm. the AI itself and then dictating that back. And yep. I, at first, I was like, Holy shit! Is is this like a South Park episode where a fucking computer is? They're not trying to train the, the AI to uh, figure us out. They're trying to train the AI to get us to be more like the AI. Oh, is that kind of like the? They're trying to make ball? us more predictable, like robots. They're trying to Remember turn us in, into more it's robotic creatures. That it has no direction other than clickbait, right? Mm. It, it it's not as intelligent as everybody gives it credit for. So yeah, it could yeah. be that it's literally only purpose is to drive public discord. You know what I mean? Well, that's and that's powerful what we're enough. Into. Yeah, that's that's definitely powerful enough. Being a distraction from all the other wrongs in the world that are being done and perpetrated by these people. So. But um, yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that 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 stuff up. Just under the magic eight ball. You saw what were you saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember? Well, when I was a kid, they had that. Yeah, thing. I had that. They, yeah, I had the dye, know? blue dye inside of it. 
yeah, yeah, and it would have all the different like uh, answers, phrases. Well, that's yeah. essentially what those predictive algorithms are. They're they're educated guesses. They they gather they gather up and they they sort of bet on how people are going to behave. And like I said, like if you want to be able to bet on what a, what the energy market is going to do in the next ten years, if you want to influence the energy market, you would propagandize people that energy uh, production and cheap, efficient, and propagate you know. Um, uh, was proliferation of energy is bad. You tell them that that's all bad. And then the, also you centralize and you uh, conglomerate and you, um, uh, you, you take all, all, all of the grid and you put it on one electric grid too. You put it all into one source or into one, uh, in the hands of a few so they can manipulate and control that as well. It's just, it, to me, it's just all about making us more predictable and more, more machine-like in our actions. Um, I was going to say, like for the rest of the um, for the rest of the big four here, the reason why I wanted to pull the Nick Fuentes stuff is that if you go into the background, folks, um, you can see here that um, I'm going to do the screen share over again here, and you can see here that yeah, if there's a, a Voice of America radio network, then your government does propagandize people. Like this is this is a a real thing that the government does propagandize people. Uh, if you look in the Smith Modernization Act in 2012, um, and and the change Six. of our media since then too. Six. Yeah. I just want to reference people to um, go back to the 1980s and 1990s with the Echelon technology. Yep. That was where they would uh, literally satellites would pick uh, key phrases that people would say into their phones or just in, say out loud, and they could zero in back then too. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah these, and I wanted okay. to make sure to number six. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to, no, no I, I, I don't know the software, so it's okay that sharing my screen, that doesn't obscure you in any way. Right? No. I can stop. I figured I, no, I it's working stuff fine. that's on the record too, is that uh, everything from the word influenza to cloud, to burn, to gas, to uh, shots fired to deaths, uh, to tuberculosis, to you subway. Know? Wow. You know the metro word. everything is monitored and that's why it's so funny to me there's certain like streamers who are like oh if i just obscure my word in this way oh yeah playing like, youtube's dude, game about oh, let, let us do like uh it's like it's prohibition you know like it's a speakeasy you know what that means so i'll just keep of, this of in the background came mm -hmm. from? oh yeah back to galileo and it was supposed to be about uh disorders because of the moon right right lunacy Lunacy, yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lisa. That's an awesome historical point. Awesome historical point. Goes way back, folks. But it even like the conversation there on that space is just to uh, finish things out. Um, that ended up we ended up talking about um, this person, Jason Kessler, who goes by another name that you may have heard of. Um, and this this person who I believe was recruited. Um, and, and also he was the famous, uh, Nazi who was punched. So when you had that whole punch a Nazi campaign, and then you saw the, um, big fat asshole from, uh, the stranger. Things. I have a name. Yeah. Sir. I was going to say the guy that plays the, uh, the, the sheriff on the stranger things show, uh, come out on national television and say, sometimes you have to punch Nazis yeah, in the I'm face. Sure he, he was the Nazi who got punched or he did the punching. Oh no, he was the Nazi like that got Jeff punched. Yeah. Yeah, he was the Nazi so that got like punched. he's like the white Jesse Smollett. Is that or yeah. no? Well, or I mean, he actually got punched. I believe I believe that whole scene of seeing him get punched by a masked assailant. I believe that that was set up for people to see. 
Uh, and I believe that this person was recruited because if you look at his involvement at the Unite the Right rally, um, this is what launched Joe Biden's campaign, according to Joe Biden, or at least his handlers, right? That the reason why Joe Biden ran for president is because he saw what was happening to his country and he had to unite the, the nation's soul again because of incidents like this. Again, which I remember are, that bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he's peddling at first. Yep. I totally missed this. Wait, the Stranger Things Sheriff got punched in the face. No, no, no. The Stranger Things no. Sheriff went on national television and told people that sometimes you have to just punch Nazis in the face. And this was right after uh, Richard Spencer. And then that's some, this person. Or a supposed yeah. Nazi guy. Yeah, the name. Nazi guy's name is Richard Spencer, but that's not his real name. He goes he goes by an, another name, and that's Jason Kessler. And he was the one that applied, uh, and I'll be able to pull it up here in two seconds. He's the one that applied for the permit for the Unite the Right rally. Um, but he also applied hey, for hey, that so, permit. So give me both names. Give me both names. I got ways. I got means. Uh, all right. Well, so both names. if if you look up Richard Spencer, that's the neo-Nazi uh, name or persona name. Do you know what state this happened in? Uh, this, uh, or where he, where he got punched? Or, or are you talking about rally? Charlottesville? Charlottesville <laughs> happened in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So he was part of the Unite the Right rally, and that's where uh, a person, I believe, a gentleman. Jason Kessler, I have it here. It's uh, K-E-S-S-L-E-R. And this is his real name? Yeah, Jason Kessler is his real name. Oh, I love this. this you're, now you're getting into the level of depth that I get lost in because I find documents all the time where names have changed or there's a different name under a mugshot or a photo yep. or something like that. And I'm like, I don't even dare talk to anybody with this. This will really make me look crazy, but I'm like, they're switching people out. They're switching motherfuckers out. Uh, that's what we've proposed before on this, on this show. So I'm glad you're backing us up on that critical. Cause like when we talk about, and I'm not shitting around when I say that I believe that these people are recruited because it's not just the name change, but it's also other associations like this other name on the permit, this Samaria Ruiz, uh, this person, Samaria um, it was part of a campaign in California where this uh, white supremacist, quote unquote, Patrick Little, ran as a Republican against Dianne Feinstein. Now, against Dianne Feinstein in California, of course, he got trumped. But uh, he was basically out there to smear. Rep- like, this is the example, again, like I was talking about, where they take yeah, examples to even like be on this. that platform in California, you have to be a plant. Nobody thought that was a good idea. Yeah, anti-Semitic and white supremacists in California. Yeah. There was just a recent one that I saw, uh, I think last night or this morning, about the same thing, about the that um, geo, uh, supposed GOP candidate from California uh, who just got arrested for supposedly being connected with the shootings Yep. Or, or the um, oh, that was I think out of Arizona or New Mexico. Oh, Arizona. I'm sorry, New Mexico. Yep. New Mexico. I'm sorry. Yep. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I remember you. hearing about that, but he probably—I don't know. I—I I, he might have done it. Well, uh, but who knows what the he might have done it I as mean. a plant. Well, and yeah, and I have here though that uh, this Samaria Ruiz uh, that was involved in that same campaign. Um, I have a little write up on her. Uh, I looked into Open Secrets and looked up Patrick Little. And looked up the funding there. 13 grand? That's it? Compared to Dianne Feinstein's, like, millions of dollars that were donated to her, he had 13 grand? Like, this dude had no legitimate backing. It's even worse, though, when they're running as uh, GOP candidates, 
uh, in uh, for Congress and uh, don't even show up on there. <laughs> now you can you can argue that you know maybe I mean, the campaign didn't get off the ground, but <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that that's that crazy. Only considering that like even if you look into, for example, Jim Jordan, right? They ripped him apart for oh, Google gave you ten grand, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one of his largest donors. Sometimes when people already have the backing, the means, the connections, whatever. They don't get a lot of political capital through it. It's usually the either the underdogs or the people in the case of the Democrats, yeah. and they pour money in. But, and it's happened with Republicans too. But saying? when they dump, dump, dump money because they they're so terrified of that person uh, losing, that happened in North Carolina with Sherry Beasley. I mean, she had tons of money uh, spilled into her campaign uh, trying to beat out Ted Budd uh, for Senate, and mm-hmm. still lost uh, as a black woman to a white man. I mean, that that's how loud the voices. Oak here is that we're like we're not voting based on uh your how you look in state right now we're voting based on what people need and uh north carolina was one of the few places that had a real red wave in the term um but that you just saw the discrepancy in some of the, the funding but sometimes they really don't get a lot of funding and a right wing you know nationalist type in California, like I'm surprised he got any funding at all. I'd like to see who that came from, so we can well, that's write thing. him a letter and ask them what what they're doing. Thirteen grand, like probably you know from maybe friends and family. Who knows? And it doesn't like reek of influence operation. Only seeing thirteen grand. But the reason why I brought that up though is that because like if you're going to post the American public that domestic terrorism, white supremacy is that much of a threat that we have to codify into law that certain forms of speech are so dangerous that they can't they can't be uttered when it comes to white supremacy, then the white supremacy candidates are, are getting shellacked by Dianne Feinstein and only gaining 13 grand. There's no organic backing. There. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's they're, no they're kicking a horse that's already down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was he saying that was so you know, offensive? I mean, going back to um, going back to this one here. Let me let me pull this up. Patrick says Patrick Little here in Right Wing Watch is a Republican running for the U.S. Senate in California. A platform so extreme it says that he is urging supporters not to donate to his campaign unless you are doxxed, since campaign contributions are public record. <laughs> so it says Little is hoping to challenge Democratic science, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein for a seat in Congress, and even if he doesn't win, he hopes to bait California Republicans. This is. The language I'm talking about bait California Republicans into engaging with his anti-Semitic and white supremacist agenda. Now, I don't think that uh, it says that on his blog, little urges supporters to vote with their feet by supporting him at the ballot box. They try and uh, take white supremacy and conflate it with voting in person. Just like they conflated um, being anti-vaccine with white supremacy in Canada. Yeah. Like, you don't need to uh, drive to the fucking polls. Oh, my God. That's such a California way to put that. Walk to the polls. Ride your fucking bike. <laughs> yeah. Vote with your feet. And he wrote that whites who advocate for their people or just question certain historical narratives are often thrown into prison without due process. And he said he once signed a blog post with the tagline, your counter Semitic candidate for U.S. Senate in California. So and then they also try and smear Gab, a platform that that we're on. We have the New Prisoners and Friends Gab group, which I'll pull up here. Yeah, we are on. Um, oh, sorry, that's not it. That's my Gab. This is the New Prisoners and Friends. Sorry, but uh, the reason why they bring that up too is that Gab was also utilized in the J six trials, where they gathered information on Gab uh, ahead of time 
saying that there was talks of, of violence that day and it was propagated on sites like Gab. And they didn't mention like Twitter and Facebook as much, of course, because those are their business partners. But they went after Gab instead and Gab is no longer allowed on the App Store for Apple and Android, which tremendously affects your business. That's another racket type of thing, if you ask me too. But um, in, And now, of course, it says he's returned to Twitter. So Twitter uh, does allow certain things like that, where he says that Jews have no seat at the table in matters of white self-determination. We don't have a seat at the table for how Japanese rule themselves. Why should Semites have one at ours? And then also he says, does anyone deny uh, Weave yeah, equals that's a little Jew? Rough, though. That's yeah. a little rough. Yeah. Ricky Vaughn equals Jew. Weave and Ricky Vaughn got pro-white non-Jews to fight each other. Anglin Stormer sided with Jews against whites. I don't know what any of this means. TRS sat it out instead of siding against divisive Jews. And then Jew naming Nellen and is this really his, Is this really his shit? Or are you saying that this was like... These were his Twitter posts, according to... Um, oh, yeah. No, he, he has no place in government then. I mean... Listen, I don't care what you think about Jews. That's that's the exact point, right? Our government yeah. has no real place for your personal opinions on um, racial issues. Okay, uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, in our in the system we've constructed under our constitution, you could hypothetically hate everybody. You could hate fucking women, uh, all people of all races. You could hate other countries. You could hate everything. You could hate the sky. You could hate the rainbow. It doesn't matter if you if you actually exhibit. Uh, your job and execute your your job in a function that is impermeable to any of those arguments you you are able to be nonpartisan when you put yourself out there like that you exhibit that you don't even have the self-control to not post to a fucking public forum yeah like <laughs> obviously you don't have a place in in our national debate yeah, the, you know what i'm the saying the like, self-awareness just isn't there that you need like in leadership yeah. yeah if you hold your own personal opinions to know not to how, how to separate that it's just like if you're into some weird kink shit and like you can't help yourself like at uh, suddenly at a press conference you just go into how you like you know being bound and and, and cock tortured or something like that right um but this is uh yeah, if you if you want to be on people i i don't see how that affects your music i don't know i yeah I, if it whatever well, i try know, not to I'm just not a moral judge when it comes to uh, a job well done. I just, I'm just not like, I can't, I can't go there because I'm not the moral arbiter over somebody's actions. I will abide within the law. That is a moral consensus among the people. And this is a question for Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we as a, a society have established certain things. Those are called our laws, right? Don't fuck kids. That's one of them, right? So when you start treading the ground where you try to push society towards that, or uh, where you know you're you're mishandling campaign funds, then that's a different story, right? But if it's something that has absolutely no bearing on your employment, I mean, Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just pulling up the stuff that Graves sent me. Sometimes this YouTube last one just auto plays. So David Harbor, uh, it, it's kind of funny, and I don't mean to cut anyone off. No, that's all right. No, please go ahead. Let's. At the very end, a little remix of him. Punch people in the face. Yeah, let's let's pull it back here. I'm gonna pull down the audio a little bit so it's not booming. All right, and let's have at it. Punch some people in the face. In the face. Punch, punch, punch some people in the face. <laughs> Thank punch, you, Graves. That's just terrible. It's actually kind of catchy. Get it. Punch human beings in the face, in the face, 
I'm not even gonna lie though, this is how I wake up every day until I've had like a solid cup of coffee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like industrial a lot. Uh, so like stuff like uh, Ramstein, KMFDM, Beer Factory. Just get me going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say number six. Does that mean you're a white supremacist? Am I allowed to make that moral uh, connected dots and accuse you of being not fit for your position of duty? Of course, of course you can. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, cheer it. Cheer so it. A woman yeah. or a guy has the horns out. Uh huh. No, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Grace. Yeah, because uh, that just you know, solidifies the point there. The Hollywood, you know, they have certain political platforms where uh, certain things that are morally not right are suddenly right. It, it's suddenly okay to punch people in the face randomly if you disagree with them, if you think that they're we, of a different ideology or a different whatever than you. Yeah, you don't punch anyone in the face. You're supposed to, yeah. They're supposed to be legal. You know, we're supposed to have laws and everything. But if... um. If we could just see the context, uh, his actual speech, uh, not mm -hmm. the whole three-minute clip, but yeah. the YouTube one right above it, just so that be, yep. uh, that was the remix uh, I mm -hmm. thought we'd play maybe at the end of the show. But yeah, right here, just exactly what he was saying, because I forgot all about this. And yeah. It's pretty important. Yeah. Here, let me adjust the volume. You may have to fast forward a bunch. I'm sorry, I'm sick. Yeah. On behalf of this fearless and talented cast, uh, we would like I'll to just let it roll. Oh, it's so heavy. Uh, we'd like to thank Netflix, uh, Sean, Matt, Ross, and the amazing casting director, Carmen Cuba. Um, just so you can see the context and watch Renona Ryder, Winona, Winona Ryder's face. Watch her face. Stranger Things, but this award from you <laughs> who take your craft seriously and earnestly believe, like me, that great acting can change the world is a call to arms from our fellow craftsmen and women. Call to arms. And through our art to battle against fear, self-centeredness, and exclusivity of our predominantly narcissistic culture, and through our craft to cultivate a more empathetic and understanding society by revealing intimate truths that serve as a forceful reminder to folks Yay. that they feel broken and afraid and tired. They are not alone. We are united. Who gave them these talking points? They made real shots before this, though, I will say. Oh, yeah. Painful, joyous, exciting, and mysterious ride that is being alive. Now, as we act in the continuing narrative of Stranger Things, we 1983 Midwesters will repel bullies. We will Here comes. freaks and outcasts, those who have no homes. We will get past the lies. We will hunt monsters. And when we are at a loss amidst the hypocrisy and the casual violence of certain individuals and institutions, we will, as Perch Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face when they seek to destroy the loot and the disenfranchised and the marginalized. And we will do it all with soul, with heart, and with joy. We thank you for this responsibility. Do it with your souls. Do it with your souls. But um, so critical. Yeah. I'm gonna pull your page up here just to show the audience. Go and subscribe to uh, Critical Thought over at Rumble. Give her a follow there. I'm gonna come back to the panel and get off my screen share now. Critical. How do you spell that for people? Just so yeah, let people know. know. Um, it's uh, if you um, search up uh, Critical Thought with a one as the L and a zero as the O, 
that should lead you there. Uh, the channel is technically called The Unadored because it is a collective movement. Uh, anybody is welcome to chime in and be a part of that. Um, I did. I was hoping to use this opportunity for one other thing, if you don't mind me. Uh, no problem. Going, going even further than I already have. But the, the reason is, is so Trump is coming to my area um, in the next day or two. I don't know exactly when he's going to be here, but it's to commemorate the uh, the life of. Um, have you guys ever uh, followed Diamond and Silk? Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm familiar yeah. with them. So um, I, I followed them like a long while back and um, I hadn't heard a lot from them in a while. And uh, I don't know if uh, that was because of an ongoing illness. And I just had the uh, damn thing up too. Uh, and I, I screen grabbed it or like downloaded the PDF specifically because I, I, I want to expose the type of language that the uh, people who go on Wikipedia, namely liberals trying to do their smear campaigns use when they're smearing somebody and uh, how ugly this sounds, especially in wake of uh, the recent passing. So I want to put it on record um, beforehand. Did you have something to say, Chris? Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I thought you were raising your hand or something. Okay. Do you mind if I do this? If I have this chance to do that? No, please do. I mean, yeah. I can, we have to okay. wrap things up in the next couple of minutes. Sorry. We got like five more minutes to go. But yeah, if you can, please. Oh, OK. What's the time limit? I don't have any appointments this afternoon. There, there's no real time limit, but I do have to eat and get ready to leave somewhere within the next half hour. So, yeah. I, oh, food. You need stuff like food. Yeah, yeah. Grapes, it's getting kind of fuzzy. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> food. Food. Things like that. Mm -hmm. um, no, just kidding. Okay. So, yeah, but this is from Wikipedia. This is the exact article you'll find this morning if you go and look it up. Um, but this is uh, Diamond and Silk. And I'll, I'll just really quick, if for anybody who uh, isn't aware, um, and we'll just read this part first. Is that on January 8th, 2023, Hardaway died at her home in North Carolina. Her death was announced by former President Trump on Truth Social. Her official cause of death has yet to be made clear. She had been hospitalized with an unspecified illness in November 2022 before briefly returning to their Newsmax show in December, where she said that uh, the illness was not COVID 19. Her sister Richardson took to Twitter afterwards to condemn uh, public figures who were suggesting. Hardaway died from COVID and threatened to sue if they did not retract their statements. So that's kind of the um, now. Uh, and uh, so Diamond and Silk, uh, I, I was I was on Getter like really early in its origin. Somebody turned me on to it when there was like eight people on there. <laughs> and like I was fortunate to kind of be a part of that. I never, I've only two medias I've had in the past three, four, actually probably longer than that, five, six years have been Getter and uh, more recently Rumble. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they were, they were always streaming on there. Like always, they were one of the OGs of like people who held that platform down of alternative media. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, Anitha Lynette Hardaway and Hernitha Rochelle Hardaway Richardson, uh, known as Diamond and Silk. So I, I would presume that they're, uh, sisters, mm -hmm. uh, oops, I accidentally clicked something up. Uh, Respectively, were a pair of American conservative political commentators and bloggers. They are known for their support of former uh, President Donald Trump. Both have served as contributors for Newsmax. The duo received media attention during the 2016 presidential campaign uh, and again 2018 when Facebook notified them that they were unsafe for the community. In response, they publicly ca uh, complained that Facebook blocked and censored their Facebook page. Uh, so if, if you go through this, though, um, I won't read like word for word, right? But they, uh, Hardaway and Richardson were registered as Democrats as of 2012, 
Uh, their first YouTube videos were a montage about police brutality titled Black Lives Matter and received 17,000 views and a video about Sandra Bland, a black woman who died in a Texas jail. After that, the pair began to make pro-Trump videos. Their YouTube channel started to grow considerably. So their argument here in this Wikipedia page made by fucking random people promised to look at these or that their reputation was that they, they, their entire purpose was to connect a bait and switch um, operation of some sort to trick voters. I still don't fully understand what they're trying to argue, but um, if you actually knew anything what they were doing and like listen to them at all that's not at all what was happening they were very upfront about the fact that like this is who we used to be and like now we're starting to see a different angle and i don't care if a white black yellow person it doesn't matter if you go from one side to the other i don't care if you're going from the far to the middle and middle to the front it doesn't matter graves campaign for john Kerry. not to bring up a sore subject but you know we've we've been there like a lot of us have been there. We've been on a, another side at, at times. Right. And like the I Hodge twins. Yeah. Like, the Hodge twins even came I on and talked about that too. Another influence. I worked on his yeah. campaign in 2008 too. And you mm-hmm. know what? I, I, I brought my other coworkers along with me to get shots. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing that people, you have, those are the things we have to make clear to people, right? Is that we're allowed to change our minds. And so I won't read this entirely, yeah. but I do encourage everybody to go and read this and uh, see how disgustingly they, they, talk about this young lady, this women who were um, n- not just entrepreneurs, like even if everything else aside politics, they just, they had a successful channel. They were fun. They were witty. Um, they were a hoot, man. And yeah. and they worked hard. They were always on there. And, and yeah, they had differing opinions for the majority of their community. And that's what they were trying to say. It's like, hey, it's okay to change your mind, right? We don't care what you change it from or to. The point is, is don't let anybody make you think that you have to be or vote a certain way because of your color. And this article is just so offensive. And I bet you it's even changed. I got, I grabbed it really early this morning, but I bet you they're going to go in and change a lot of this because it's just very, very negative. Critical. It do doesn't me a say favor. anything about the positive impact that they had on the world. No, of and, course not. Uh, Trump will be here this week to commemorate them and have a celebration of life in a the, our news stations where we have a, a, you know, liberal newscaster in the morning, all afternoon, it's conservative, but he was basically, um, he did the same thing. He said, oh, so they're coming to commemorate the the lives of these uh, misinformation type people. You know, do you, he's talking to the mayor of the town. Do you have any Grave uh, dancing, yeah. suspicions about what, what might happen with this Trump crowd? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. there, nothing about the positive parts of their life which nope, is just so fucking sad to me and i believe that they do deserve to be celebrated um and it is sad and she probably died of something that people die of all the time we don't know it's not our fucking business right yeah. and so um you know it's just it's just crazy to me so i just wanted well, to put that out there and put that on record because i bet you within a few days this will all be dark to positive so that the left can continue their um you know their whole Oh yeah. Temporary informational influence. Yeah. That's, that's what Wikipedia is great for. And I appreciate you, uh, grabbing those. And, and what, what I'll ask you to do is, um, normally I would have you just drop them in the brave chat here, uh, live so I can bookmark them. But the, uh, this and the other, uh, thing that you were bringing up and scrolling through before critical a couple minutes ago, the other, um, document about all yeah, the, the DHS list, the of DHS thousands list. of words that are yeah. off limits. There's there's an updated version too, so there cool. there's probably I would say a hundred thousand words at this point that if you say them, 
you get automatically sent can to you, the DHS. Can you email those two links to me and I'll include them sure. in this week's source list. So that way people viewing can uh, view them on their own time. That's what we do here on the show. I attach everything. Uh, I bookmark everything and put it all on a source list. And I post that to Substack so everybody can go through and read all the articles and documents that we've read. And any any big Perfect. PDFs and stuff like that, I put on Subscribestar because they allow uh, larger formats on there. But um, um, let's wrap some things up then because I do have to go. Um, Lisa, um, thank you for being here again. Any final thoughts for this week? Hey, listen, did I? This was an awesome, awesome convo. Yes, it was. Critical. Can't thank you enough for coming on. Yes. With Thank you so much for being our special guest, Critical. I'm the grateful one, man. You know what I'm saying? I got Odie. I'm sitting here talking to my cat in my tinfoil hat. So thank y'all. I'm <laughs> very grateful y'all invited me on. Uh, it was very uh, kind of you to reach out like that. And it give, it's the kind of thing that gives me hope. And what I hope for the future is that young people will start interacting. You know, this isn't technically face to face, but in a way it is. It's, 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 yeah. We're speaking with our voices. We're, we're not afraid to say, here I am. Here's who I am. You know, it's not just swiping and making a snap judgment on somebody or, you know, uh, doxing somebody or whatever, passing them on the street without smiling. Um, we can build community however we're able to. So I'm grateful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And uh, Chris Graves, you've had some media appearances this past week. You care to tell our audience where they could catch your uh, your appearances? Yeah, you can <clears throat> You can uh, catch uh, Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. Um, I'm not sure if... Uh, I may have been too ugly for the video version on Rockfin, but the audio version is definitely available right now. Um, I was on the Oddcast podcast featuring Oddman as his guest last night. Oh, you're muted, Grace. You're muted, buddy. You're muted. There you I go. was muted the whole... F- no, 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 no. We, we heard the Sam Tripoli and the Oddcast okay, yeah, podcast Sam part. Yeah. And um, Odd, the Oddman podcast podcast yes. that was a great conversation mm-hmm. that was last night and hopefully uh, mr john henry if he feels better he's going to be my digging with chris graves uh guest tonight on twitter if uh we can get that going yeah and, um, hopefully he has also a speedy on- recovery health wise yeah i don't know oh if- yeah and then wait Graves, you, you have rum you it like double goes to rumble though right oh yeah yeah eventually right. mr six uh mm-hmm. thanks to him and john henry that they put my uh my videos onto the new prisoners platform. You know, you can do it at the same time, right? Can't you? I've never tried it, there, but I see the option. There's ways to do that. We're, we're getting Graves to that point. He's, he's utilizing, um, a stream yard link, uh, or yeah. stream yard okay, access yeah. of that. You and, know. Yeah. And the last thing was, uh, Steve Niles, the author, the comic book artist and author of 30 days of night. I'll be talking to him on Sunday on digging with Chris Graves too. And thank you critical for uh, joining us. Do you mean get mad? No, Get Mad's taking a break. Yeah, oh. It's going to come back Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Ocelli.com, and that's starting the second week of February. Awesome, man. Yeah, so you're going to be getting some full-time content from our friend Chris Grace. He's going to be all over the place, as he should be. So, uh, yeah, just to wrap... Don't sign any contracts. No, no, no. no. He's a, he's a freelance guy as far as still living in a car that doesn't work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, we those do it with passion. Time. Yes. Yes. Those are the best times, the struggle times in life. 
And with that, um, I want to thank everybody for being here on Rumble and Odyssey. Uh, the replays of this will be uploaded later on BitChute, Brighteon, and Spotify. Um, do follow us on Twitter where we are Shadow Band. And uh, if you're not on Twitter and you want to come over to Gab, join the Gab group, uh, The New Prisoners and Friends. Um, I'll pull it up again here uh, where you can find where you we're going to be. be on like, Spotify and shit. You didn't tell me that, bro. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be on Sp- yeah, we're going to be on Spotify and all, all kinds of platforms. Yeah, yeah so this is um Oh, <laughs> uh, it went great. This is a great episode. Yeah, but um yeah, th- on, Rumble is my safe space. Everybody go on Rumble and just yes. stay with Rumble. Yeah, yeah. We, we we are digging Rumble. Uh, that has been one of the best for our live streams it, and everything. We appreciate too. our audience here. Yeah. And um yeah, and Odyssey's a little different as well. Like we have, I really enjoy the performance of Odyssey. It's just um, you know, we're we're trying to build a, as big of a platform on as many alternative sites as we can. But um thank you all for being here. Um until we meet again and until we are free. We are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us And remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it can make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email thenewprisonernumber6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to The New Prisoners through anchor.fm slash thenewprisonernumber6 slash support. There, you can make a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. We also have a Subscribestar, where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the-new-prisoners. Or you could donate U.S. dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.